Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Everything Home. The transformational show about life, laughter, and the pursuit of happiness delivered by good people doing good business and good things. Let's take the word freedom. Wouldn't it be great to have more professional freedom, personal freedom, and how about financial freedom? Every week, Michelle Swinnick, the queen of quality content, interviews experts, entrepreneurs, professionals, and purpose-driven people to share their stories, their passions, and provide real-life, tangible takeaways. Get ready to be entertained, yet learn some incredible information. This is Everything Home, and this is Michelle Swinnick. It's noon in America, Corruption County, Arizona, and time to start your week off right with Michelle on the Everything Home Talk Radio Show. And just a note for all you live listeners, if there's any issues on the streaming services, because we'll be sabotaged, make sure you head over to Blog Talk Radio slash Everything Home at blogtalkradio.com. And that is the mainstream. You can always rely on that one. Well, not always, but it's, it's your low-hanging fruit, people. We're your censorship-free, safe-space sanctuary, speakeasy for Patreon. Our Motivated Monday Live studio audience is sick and tired. Yes, you've heard it. Sick and tired of watching their country, their livelihoods, and their freedoms being destroyed by all of the elected and selected elites who hate us. That's right. They hate you. They hate me. And they hate America. Complaining, sitting on the sidelines, donating to campaigns, being hopeful, hoping change, are not winning strategies. We're at war, we the people, and you need to start acting like it. Since this is truly a spiritual battle between good and evil, you first need to accept the fact that the bad hombres purposely imploding the fundamentals and structure of our once great nation are demons. Yes, that's right, demons, and their actions are purely satanic. Never again ask why this is happening. Now you know and you can move forward with the solution. Check the box and move on. Pray, plan, and take Action. Turn back to God. Determine how much time each day you're going to spend fighting for your country and what you're going to do. And then get off your arses and make it happen. It's really that easy. This is our time, our Joshua moment to save America and ourselves. That's Joshua 1, 5-9. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you Wherever you go, that should be your motto. Our power lies in our numbers, so let's all stand up, speak up, and show up together. Yes, together. Join us in the Save My Freedom movement. Go to everythinghomeaboutus.com, everythinghomeaboutus.com. Click the tabs to listen and watch our Joshua Moment series. There's four episodes there. 
virtual war armor training, and of course, an incredible list of exclusive Save America episodes. Not only information, but inspiration. You can download the Take Action Toolkit, sign up for the newsletter to avoid the censorship. You know, 5,000 friends on Facebook, three people see the post. It happens to you. I know it does too. Show up for our prayer warrior and virtual networking groups. You can also text, text ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N, 91776. Hmm, interesting numbers we picked there, 91776. Text the word ACTION. Put on your common sense caps, we the people, and tighten your belt of truth. We talk about during the Joshua Moment series, we the people. Remember, once you commit, everything changes. Grab your pen and paper for all the quality content you're about to hear. It's Joshua Moment, June. Time to make your business, your life, and this country better. Take action, BLC. Start your day this way. Pray, plan, and take action. I think you all know that I've always felt the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Today's topics on episode 329, saving our kids from indoctrination, caregiver tips, support and resources, Arizona issues and community updates. Oh, we got a ton here. America hmm, Corruption County. What it takes to save America now, our save our Joshua moment challenge. Oh, yes, we got a challenge to get you on the playing field. Take back America requires showing up. Oh, yeah, you got to put some back into it, people. Mobilizing the churches to secure the blessings of liberty. Grassroots engagement is growing, but not fast enough with special guests Maureen Murphy, Reverend Bill Cook, and Robert Beatles, all delivered by our partners of the Everything Home Socially Conscious Referral Network and Marketplace. They're good people doing good business and good things. First up is Antoine Thompson, Saving Our Kids from Indoctrination, a coaching academy to educate through positive personal growth. Tracy Lamb, Smart Caregiving, one-stop shop of resources and tips for people taking care of loved ones at home. Kim Miller, Arizona Women of Action, community updates and take action items to solve Arizona's many, that's right, Arizona's many rhino-caused issues. Michael Barnett, GOP Chairman of Palm Beach County, Florida, why the Sunshine State is engaged, winning, and free, and it's more than just because they got DeSantis. We don't even have a governor here. We got a governor called Douchey Dog Douchey. He's not even a governor. And I am up. Oh, I'm bringing up the rear. We're talking our Joshua Moment Challenge to get you on the playing field to save America and yourself. Joshua 15-9. Today's lineup is full of courageous constituents who made the commitment to stand up, speak up, and show up every day. It's time you join our movement. Otherwise, it's just more of the same. And how's that working out for you, peeps? We will not And sitting shotgun of Michelle's Patriotic Soapbox, our three special guests at 1 p.m., Maureen Murphy, How to Take Back America by Showing Up with Boots on the Ground and Recruiting Your Network. That's right. you got to drag your friends onto the playing field with you. And at 1.30, Reverend Bill Cook, America's Black Robe Regiment, Robe, R-O-B-E, Robe Regiment, R-R-Z, mobilizing the churches and clergy to secure the blessings of liberty. And at 2 p.m., Robert Beatles, he's pilled nets founder amongst a laundry list of other great amazing things that he's doing community organizing strategizing and taking action we need more grassroots engagement everybody needs to step up to the plate so be sure to stick around for the entire show facts truth take action items resources and of course some entertainment visit everything home about us.com that's your take action menu 
For more information on today's their websites, their own shows, literally, and everything you can imagine to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life, and make a difference, especially in your communities, that your take action menu for everything. One location for all the information, the ultimate resource platform. Breaking news. Mike Lindell was canceled by Walmart. Dr. Simone Gold is sentenced to 60 days in prison. Thousands of flight cancellations and delays just over the weekend. Hmm, Non-vaccine bioweapon, anybody? Dead pilot? Mm-hmm. It's time to start boycotting businesses and media. Without your money, views, and clicks, they got no power. You have all the control in those two thumbs you love to turbo text with so it's time to get into the game onto the playing field stop giving them your money and your attention it's june 20th 827 15 days to slow the spread snap out of it it's also day 514 of the illegitimate Biden, Obama, tyrannical, demonic Nazi regime, which is the most successful administration in the history of America, at accomplishing their agenda of destroying our country. And don't forget, O Biden is the largest trafficker of human and sex slaves and pedophilia on the planet. New borders. All right, it's time to meet the partners of the Everything Home Socially Conscious Referral Network on episode 329. Let's do this. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. I knew the intro was long, but I thought it was important because I've had it. I've had enough of this, and I hope you are sick and tired too. But being sick and tired again is not enough. It is not enough. It is time that you take action. I gave you the play, playbook, pray, plan, and take action. It has to be in that order. First up is Antoine Thompson. It's been a while, Mr. Antoine. Antoine Thompson, he's the founder of JLT Fieldhouse, a nonprofit youth coaching and mentoring organization and owner of Coach T's Corner, a mentoring academy designed to educate, motivate, and support preteens and teens in their personal growth and development. Talk about uh, a generation of vulnerable people that are under attack. It's these kids. They're coming after your kids, people. Big round of applause for Antoine. Oh, my, my gosh. I don't think that applause was loud enough. It could be a little louder than that, can we, show? This is me. Yeah, I, I – <laughs> that's right. My 300th guest, my special, special friend, Antoine. How are you Thank today? you. I'm great. How you been? It's been a long time since we've spoken. Yeah, well, I stay in the same place. I don't move, uh, and uh, so everything's good here, right? You know where I am. On Mondays, I am here at 12 p.m. Pacific time, and on Fridays, I'm over on yeah. brightbeyond.tv at 4 p.m., so you know where to find me, so you are the one who I know where to broke find up you. with me. I'm the one that's busy. I'm the one that's busy. No, absolutely not. And that's why, that's hey, look, right. you, you, you're about to find out why you haven't heard from me, because it's all good stuff. It's all good stuff. All right, stuff. I'm waiting. I'm waiting with bated right. breath, my friend. All right. Well, listen, we had, I've been working hard at this thing about this next generation of uh, leaders and making sure we have them ready. I started my own podcast, Developing Tomorrow's Leaders. It's every Monday, same time that I would be here. So ah. um, that's why you haven't seen me, and it's been phenomenal. Actually, started in February, and I'm booked all the way into October with guests and have uh, really starting to get some really 
really powerful people in that all have the opportunity to educate and inspire uh, not only myself but our guests and listeners. But even bigger than that, Michelle, last Saturday our, my first book came out. It, it is called The Ultimate Guide to Success for Pre-Teens and Teens. And it's something I've been working on for a couple of years. I'm really excited about it. And it is available on Amazon and paperback. Oh, congratulations. How awesome. Thank that you. is incredible. See, see that, that is good inspiration for people that the, you can do this. You just have to take the time because you got the knowledge upstairs, right? So you, you know you have it. You just got to make the commitment to putting it on uh, paper, typing, whatever it is, and how you need to uh, get, yeah. get that out of your system. But you can do it. Absolutely, absolutely. So you're absolutely right. And then the other thing is um, I'm actually normally wouldn't be able to be on with you. I'm actually in the middle of my second through fourth grade full week basketball camp, and I actually just took out time to talk to you. So I'm making a sacrifice because you're that important to me. There you go. Oh, that is so nice, and I appreciate that. And you're being sincere. You're not just joking around because I know you because you're a good guy. And um, oh. so thank you for taking the time out to – to chat with me, to chat with the audience, and give them kind of a, a kick in the pants here. But also, you're on the front lines of what's going on in the schools and with the communities with these kids. And I yeah. don't have kids, but I'm, I get feedback from friends, and I get feedback from audience and, and people that are in our community. But I, and I'm just what I'm seeing on television alone. I mean, they are being bombarded with like complete yeah. indoctrination of lies. And brainwashing that, you know, when we were young, it was like, oh, it's tough to be a kid. You know, 10 years later, 20 years later, it's tough to be a kid. Now you've got to be, it is literally insane what they are being subjected to. And it's literally all lies. Yeah, uh, absolutely true. But there's a, there's a silver lining there, Michelle. And that's why I think it's so great in timing of this conversation, a podcast, a book, all this stuff. What's so great about it is we also have a generation of young people that are smart. They're not idiots. And they're not as dumb as we think they are. And they understand what's happening. And they also are looking for people like you and I and your, your tribe and letting them know, hey, you're not by yourself. We're here, to, we're here to support you and back you up and give you the leadership and guidance that you need. All you got to do is let us know, and we're there. That's the, that's the silver lining. But you're absolutely right. There, there is definitely a shift there, and they don't want these kids to be successful. They don't want them to succeed because they want to control everything that they do from the time that they leave school. They just want to keep adding to their uh, workforce, if you will. And these kids are smart, and they're energetic, they're innovative, and they have visions that they want to fulfill. Well, and I'm going to take it one step further is uh, they're being subjected to whether they're a boy or a girl in, in, in all oh. the schools at such a young age when uh, I gave this example numerous times on the show before the kid has decided that he wanted to be a uh, three different Halloween costumes the day of Halloween. And then you're going to tell me at the age of five, this kid like that Fox special that they did, which I cannot believe. I mean, if anybody, if anybody doesn't know, Fox did a like a five minute segment on how this family is being so celebrated because their five-year-old came to them, said they want to transition from a girl to a boy, and they did it. And they acted like everything was caught up like cream cheese, and it was this pretty family from, from, uh, from Southern California. And they also, uh, you know, they, they credited their faith, which, no, that's not how it works. That's not even close to being true. So if that's not a reason to stop watching Fox and to stop uh, and cancel your Fox Nation membership. I, I don't know what else to tell you because that 
is something that should not be happening, especially when, uh, like I said, a five-year-old is going to change their Halloween costume probably the day of a couple times before they decide no less to be a boy or a girl or a boy or a girl or a boy or whatever, that they're boy. just pushing oh, yeah. into these kids' heads, which is just insane. That's, you want to talk Satan, you want to talk demonic, that's that. Oh, absolutely, 100%. We had a uh, school here in uh, North Carolina where the teachers, the preschool, I believe, the um, teacher told the kids that uh, when they go out for recess and they go back, come back inside, they can be who and whatever they want, but they just can't tell anybody. If you want to be a cat, if you want to be a, a boy, girl, if you want to be a house, if you want to be a car, you be that, but you don't have to tell anybody. I'm like, okay, what are you teaching my kid? Well, that, that's you pretty know, reminds what, what me of uh, Yeah, well, years ago – that was always the thing when the uncle, you know, they, you would watch it even on an order, a law and order SVU uh, episode when the kid would be alone with the uncle and the uncle goes, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell, we're going to do something, but you're not allowed to tell anybody. Okay. When somebody says you're, I'm, you're not allowed to tell anybody, that's like warning mm-hmm. sign, warning, warning. Okay. That's not a good right. thing, especially with a child. Okay. I'm going to touch you here. But you're not going to tell anybody. That's tell kind of anybody. just what I had as a right. flashback in your when you just told me that story. And these are coming from teachers, yeah. people. Teachers. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Not it just drives me bonkers. But I'm telling you, Michelle, why I told you. I know I came with guns a blazing, but I'm just so inspired and, and so um, motivated myself to, to help these kids. But at the same time, listen to you know your uh, show and what you guys are, what you're doing and what you and your tribe are doing in your circle of, of uh, supporters, it is what's needed and it takes a village to make a difference. And then that's the one thing I've never lost sight of. And that's what my mission is, is to grow my village uh, from within your village and then ultimately to mine. So, so great to, to uh, collaborate with you and, and have this platform to share my, my passion, which is uh, developing the leaders of tomorrow. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you're just a part of our whole Save My Freedom movement, and that's what this is all about. It's about getting individuals and small business owners and entrepreneurs and media and different groups and communities all finally to come together because our power is in our numbers, and if we don't realize that, then everyone's going to have their own little tangents, and you're not going to be able to – you're not going to be able to win this battle, right? You're not going to be able to do that until we all come together because everything takes – it takes volume. It takes, it's, again, it's a numbers game. So I encourage everybody to come join us and we'll do all of this together. Give your website, plug your podcast, give all your information. Would you, my friend? And we've got to go. Yes, ma'am. You got it. Thank you so much. CoachTeesCorner.com is my website. And um, the podcast is Developing Tomorrow's Leaders. It's available on Spotify as well as uh, Apple Podcasts and Anchor. And then also, I also have a TV miniseries, which is Coach T's Corner. That's uh, on the Careers from Home channel, available on Roku and Amazon Fire. Well, there you go. There you and have I'm, it. I, there you have it. Go Thank ahead. you so much, Michelle. Always a pleasure. It's nice to talk to you after all this time. And I know that you know how you know I'm alive. We're good to go. I hear a pulse. Beep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got a pulse, people. It's not a flat line. I have a he's pulse. He's back, and he's going he's gonna to join us when he can, obviously, because he's got, he's got a lot of stuff going on. He's a big deal now, people. Well, go nah, I'm, I'm going to work. I'm working back in. Come on, I'm going to work back in. You know me. That's why I made the time today, so you know I'm still alive. Thank hey, you, Michelle. I appreciate it. I know you got to go. 
Yeah, it's a good thing that we're always here for our, our partners and our guests. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you. And we're always here for our partners and guests. Don't forget, we're the thing that you can rely on. This is a trustworthy, trustworthy resource, right? And we're here all the time. We're not going anywhere. You can become part of the community. You can join the Save My Freedom movement. And I, you, you know that we're always here Mondays starting at 12 p.m. Pacific time on the talk radio show. And I encourage you, if you're listening on the stream now and you're having issues, like that's what it sounds like. Head on over to Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio, put in everything home, and then uh, then you'll be able. That's the most that's, that's the most solid stream that we've got because it goes through there and then gets dispersed on the uh, streams on all the other platforms, the other eight platforms that we're on. But sometimes it's squirrely because it's the sabotage. So you can always rely on that. You've got everything home. Uh, live.com, everything home, live.com. Again, it's part of that take action menu, everything home about us.com. And then uh, all the links are on there. All right. So I'm going to get back on track here. I can, I have a segment of my own. So I'm eating up a little, I can eat up that time and we can get back on track. So I want to keep it tight. I want to get the show back on the road. So my next guest is uh, Tracy Lamb. Uh, she is the founder of Smart Giving. She's the founder of Smart Giving, a one-stop shop for people who take care of loved ones at home, but providing them a place to call. Yes, you can talk to her on the phone. How about that? And connecting them with companies that provide products and services to help them. I have a feeling business is up for her, and this is not an industry we want business up. Audience, big round of applause. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing awesome. I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much for having me on the show. You are welcome. I'm glad to have you back. And, you know, there's, there's, I, I want everyone to be successful in, in, in their businesses. I want everyone to be successful in their groups, their organizations, you name it, in life in general, right? I want everybody to be, to be happy and succeed. But there are certain industries, certain businesses that when they are flourishing, it's indicative, indicative of not so many good things going on in people's personal lives, in their health, or in the economy. And uh, yours is one of them, right? So the more people that need caregiving, uh, that just means that there's more people that are dependent and people that are not in a good state of mental or physical health. So go ahead and tell me you, uh, your business is now is booming more so than before, correct? Yes, and uh, unfortunately mm-hmm. it is, you know, with the reality of, of COVID and, and everything, you know, more and more people are looking to age in place and age at home uh, with the baby boomers getting older and, and people want to prefer and prefer to stay at home rather than go to facilities. Uh, so there are more, there is a bigger and bigger need to find resources that can help them age in place more comfortably and uh, in a better way at home. And unfortunately, there's just not a lot of places where you can have kind of a one-stop shop where you can actually call and ask questions about, okay, this is, this is who I'm taking care of, this is what's going on with them, because those things literally can change on a dime, and they can change day to day. Sometimes they can change hour to hour, and you need somebody that you can actually talk to and actually say, okay, this is what's going on, and this is what I kind of need now. Can you help me? Find a company that offers a product or a service that can actually help me with that. And that's basically what my company does. We actually have a trademarked global directory of companies that, uh, worldwide that offer products and services that help uh, anybody 
worldwide who's taking care of a loved one at home, and that can be your mom, your dad, your special needs child, a friend, uh, anybody like that. And it makes it to where they don't have to feel isolated, they no longer have to feel alone, and they can know that there's a community of people out there that completely understand just what they're going through because they're going through the same thing. And I'm going through the same thing. I started having to care uh, for both of my parents last September, and uh, my dad um, died in February, and I'm still taking care of my mom. So I'm walking the rock, walk right along with him right now. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. You, we talked about that on the last mm-hmm. show. It's tough. It's, no no yep. matter at what age, yep. no matter at what age you are or they are, it's always it's always hard. But from that yep. experience, you can share that with others, so they don't have to reinvent yep. the wheel. They don't have to go through the trials, mm-hmm. the tribulations, the mistakes. They can just go through the process, which is hard enough alone. Mm-hmm. And, and at least they mm-hmm. now have a place to to um, to go uh, reach out to. I think the most important part of all this, which makes it so unique. Not only, obviously, you're going through it and have gone through it. People can call mm-hmm. you. They can pick up the phone, mm-hmm. which is the really, mm-hmm. you know, call it old school, right? You know me, I love my pen and paper. I love to pick up the phone rather than do this texting thing with those turbo thumbs. But it, it, you yeah. be able to talk to a human being and ask those questions. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not like a two-hour conversation. You can get in and out sometimes real quick because it's something that you maybe mm-hmm. just really can actually be, as opposed to reading 16 articles about stuff, and you're like, I still don't know what the hell to do. And then all of a sudden you talk to you for 15 minutes. You're like, oh, thank you. Thank you for doing it the way it's supposed to be done. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Well, it's true. You know, the reality is is that, and and the and the other part of that is is that you can't Google what you don't know. You know, a lot of these questions that people have, there are answers in their companies that actually can can help them with a lot of these things. But if you don't know the companies exist, then there's no way you can Google them. And so it it becomes an issue of well, you know, I get the aha moment every single day. You know, oh my goodness, there's actually a company that does that. You know, <laughs> and it, mm-hmm. and it's it's a great thing because it makes it to where people realize oh, wow, there is actually help out there that I can get. And like you say, it's not necessarily a long phone call. Within 15 to 20 minutes, you can quickly find out what are the issues, what are the problems, what can we do to help, what solutions can we provide. Um, And people can even drop us an email. You know, it doesn't even have to be a phone call. It can be whatever is best for them. The great thing is is they can call as many times as they want. It never costs them anything. And we will stay with them through the duration. You know, they don't have to just – call this week and then say, okay, well, I won't call next week. Well, if you need to call, then call, you know, and that's, I'm old school too. So, uh, you know, and, and uh, especially older, older people as well, you know, if they're taking care of a spouse, you know, they are definitely old school, you know, they need to be able to just pick up a phone and call. They're definitely not going to be texting or whatever. So you have to make it to where it's convenient for them as well. Yeah, it's very easy, and you have the support there, and and the obligation of people listening to this show, and I, I, I'm kind of, I haven't brought this up in a while, but I'm going to start reiterating it because it's important. So you, when you're listening to shows, this show, other shows, or you're watching shows, um, you need to be a, a sponge of knowledge and categories, just the gist. Uh, of other categories mm-hmm. that maybe not apply to you because you as an upstanding citizen, your civic duty not only is to, to take action and get involved, especially in your community, but you need to know a little bit about a lot of things. So you can mm-hmm. then be a, a, a resource and a support for other people that you meet, whether they are that, or if it's strangers or if it's family or if it's friends, it's contacts. So now you know that there is, there is 
um, Tracy Lamb is out there, right? Smart caregiving. You might not remember all those details, but you're like, okay, I know there's a resource. And when you're talking to somebody, it's your civic duty. It's your human duty to be able to retain just enough of that to tell them where they need to go, whether they, they go to this podcast and find it or this talk radio show or they go to her website or something. So you need, this is part of the, the world that we're now in. That is part of our, our personal responsibility that we have let go, which is why we're in the situation we're in in many categories of life. So that's how kind of people mm. need to restructure the way they think about their contribution to society. And it also makes you kind of a smarter person where you have a little bit of knowledge so you can have a little bit more, maybe diverse conversations with people that are a little bit more interesting. So share that information with people that you know that there's a great resource for them. So Tracy, give your contact information and plug whatever you need to plug. Okay, sure. Uh, they can contact me at my website at smart-caregiving.com or at Tracy, T-R-A-C-I, knows, K-N-O-W-S, dot com, or Tracy Knows Caregiving. Uh, we also are on Facebook. We are also on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on any of those. You can put Tracy Knows Caregiving. You can put uh, Smart Caregiving on any of those, and you will find us. Uh, we have a podcast as well, and you can listen to our podcast as well. And those are all the time um, out there. Uh, we are going to be getting uh, a co-hosting a radio show starting next month. And uh, so all of those things uh, just to be able to help our caregivers and get resources out there for them. Wow, that is a full plate. Congratulations on all the incredible success and how you are getting the word out about what you're doing to get the support systems to the people that need it, Tracy. So um, we're here to help you in any way that we can. Love the fact that you're, uh, we haven't talked to you in a while. Well, I'm not, I don't love that fact. I love that you show back up, right? See, people, she's showing <laughs> up. That's all it takes is to show up. God only knows how many people you actually just helped today by being here for seven or eight minutes. So thank you for everything that you're doing, and uh, hopefully we will see you next month. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. I'll definitely be back next month. And uh, thank you for all that you're doing. You're doing some amazing, amazing, amazing work. And I definitely appreciate and value that. So keep up the good work on your end as well. Over and out, my friend. Thank you so much. So do what I can. I got uh, to do my civic uh, duty, my human duty, my human duty. Like a duty? Yeah, human <laughs> duty. It's our civic responsibility, everybody. Our personal responsibility that Absolutely. we have let lack which uh, my, this is a good segue for my next guest. So we were talking about what we have been letting go, right? And letting go in a bad way where we took our eye off the ball a long time ago. When was the last time that you actually got engaged, involved in your community? Probably did maybe a little bit in high school. I know I did. And then once I got out of high school, boom, didn't do anything. Then all of a sudden a year and a half ago, I said, whoop, I better get back in the game. Well, that's kind of a big gap from uh, 91 to 2020. So let's do the math on that. So, yeah, so if we all did nothing like me for that long, well, actually, I was on the housing board for the city of Scottsdale for three years, but that didn't really count because I was so frustrated. They had meetings to have meetings, meetings to have meetings, right? That's what they did. So it was very difficult to, uh, to uh, sit through those, right, when you see just the insanity and the wasting of time and resources and money. But anyway, just look at that gap. So we all did that. Now, look, look what we got. We got a big pile of poop that we're having to clean up, be the janitors of our own communities because we did not participate. We did not get engaged. We did not, we let the people who we thought were supposed to do what they were supposed to do, do what they were supposed to do. Well, they did what they wanted to do, not what we, the people wanted to do because they work for us and we just let them run amok, right? 
muck. So now we have to uh, unwind the mess. And that's what we're doing here. So let me bring on my next guest. It's uh, 1231. We are. Oops, we're way over. So 1231. So my next guest is Kim Miller. She's the founder of Arizona Women of Action. They're reviving American freedoms and education culture in the public square by engaging in critical issues and providing clear, effective, take action items so you can make a difference. Audience, big round of applause. Kim Miller, how are you? Yes, doing great, Michelle. How are you? I am in fuego. I have had enough of the insanity, my dear. Yeah, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up for my freedoms to be ripped out of my hands, and I did not sign up for inflation, gas prices. Uh, Let's see what else. Uh, Food shortages. I did not sign up for this. I did not vote for it. I do not like green eggs and ham. So now, well, we... It is time to fix the problem. You're right. And you had the perfect way of describing what happened. Um, We all kind of thought, we assumed we were all busy, especially us who are more conservative-minded. We are hard workers. We take care of ourselves and our communities and our families. And we kind of assumed that those people we elected uh, were doing their job. And uh, lo and behold, over years and years, we're realizing that we have taken our eye off the ball too long. We've seen it really come to to, um, to the forefront in the education system, and it's shockingly seeing how uh, what I'm learning is for the last maybe even 40 years or so, if not more, that uh, there has been a, an intentional uh, chaos going on within our educational systems to literally target our kids and to turn this whole thing uh, against us. And they've played the long game and it's worked and now it's starting to blow up. And so people are paying attention. And so it just means we though, on our side have to get smart and we have to play the long game as well as the short game. So we have a lot to catch up on. Um, So that's what I wanted to encourage people to do is don't give up. Don't be discouraged. It just means we got work to do and we know what needs to be done. We have to get out there. We can't be thinking someone else is going to figure it out for us. Well, I'm glad that you said don't be discouraged, okay, because not only is Joshua 159, don't be strong and courageous, do not be discouraged, but here's the thing. I just put the numbers down because, you know, until you pull out a calculator when you go, when you go, gotta, when you go past two, you know, multiple numbers and digits, I, I said I, I graduated high school in 91, and I didn't uh, actually, because 2020, when we were all like, oh, hell no, what just happened? Uh, we got to do something. So actually, I didn't start doing anything until 2021. Well, that's 30 years. So, and this is kind of like dieting, okay? It's, just, it's and exercising, the same thing. So if uh, I didn't do anything for 30 years, and, I, and I'm, I'll t- I, like I said, I'll, I'll jump on the grenade. I'll ask the kindergarten questions. I'll take one for the team so that everybody can, uh, you know, maybe open the discussion and be like, oh, my God, I'm not alone. She's actually admitting to this. So I did nothing for 30 years. So now that I've actually been in the game for maybe 18 months, I don't get the right to be frustrated because I've. I'm making up for 30. I've only put in 18 months, right? It's like, it's like exercising yeah. and dieting. So I've been dieting for two weeks 
and, 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 you know, I know it's not supposed to diet or supposed to lifestyle change, but just for the sake of this conversation. So I'm dieting for two weeks and I'm wondering why the scale's not changing. And I'm wondering why uh, the, the, I'm, my arms are still flabby. Well, I haven't done anything for 30 years, so it's going to take a little time. And you're going to have to keep pushing mm-hmm. a little bit harder, a lot harder, because the uh, enemy that you're working against, again, as I mentioned in the, in the intro, they're demonic and they're satanic and they are pure evil. So not only is it, is it the, uh, they're, they're against you when it comes to their values, their morals, there's a whole other layer attached to all this. So you, can, you do not have the right to be frustrated unless you've been in the fight for 30 years. Right. Then you, you can't say, well, I'm giving up. Did you really get on the field? Did you really get on the playing field? Did you really give it your all for a long for the whole game? No, you didn't. So you don't get the right to give up and you have the duty to stick with it because there's too much to lose. So you want to talk local Arizona stuff right now or where you, where you want to go? Yeah. Yeah, I just was going to say, because it, it's not only not to get discouraged, and, but not to be angered, and, but to be strategic, because we have to, if we just get run around with our hair on fire, then we just kick up, kick up a lot of dust and nothing really gets accomplished. So one of the best things we can do, even though, yes, we, in many ways, we have a uniparty, we have a big giant swamp that we're dealing with, but we have the American system that relies on elections and getting good people into office. So we have to kind of start there, as well as getting more and more of our neighbors involved and engaged and aware of what's happening. The more people we can awaken, whether it's our people at work or school or our neighbors down the street, the more we, we just, you, we don't want to minimize the power of that. The more people who, are, who know what's going on, because a lot of people just, they get their news from TikTok or MSNBC or CBS or any of that stuff, and they are totally unaware of what's happening. But we can get, start walking the neighborhoods is one big thing. You can um, get in touch with people in your precinct committee, uh, the, your, your precinct committeemen um, in the Republican Party. If you're an independent, you can still find out who um, is, you know, if you tend to lean more towards a, a Republican mindset, which I hope you do. If you're listening to this show, you're probably, are, you're probably a Republican. <laughs> <But there laughs> I think you are. Yeah. To, you know. <laughs> But we're going to have to, um, we have to engage the, the independents. And a lot of them are just people who are unaware and they have not been red pilled yet. And so that's our job to talk to people on our street and uh, talk about, ask them questions. What do you know about these issues about the schools? Share with them um, things like from your website, uh, Michelle, and from ours, Arizona Women of Action, azwomenofaction.com or to um, go to our Instagram. We have an AZ Woke Schools Instagram account that, you know, exposes what's happening locally at the school board level. That's a huge one. We need to talk to our neighbors and friends about why school boards are so important and city councils. And um, just share and ask people, gosh, do you realize that most of the decisions in your life that are going to affect you the most, those are happening because of who's in your city council? And who's mm-hmm. at your school board? You know, these are the things we, we overlook, you know, how important local politics is. And if you do a little homework and, you know, watch who's, who's out there, you can go to our, we're, we're doing Instagram live segments with Senate candidates, but also we're going to be interviewing the superintendent of public schools, the three candidates 
who are running for that, which is a huge job. They decide what kind of curriculum is used all over the state of Arizona and things like that and how to implement the public schools, which is a mess. But um, we're having those people on our, you know, doing interviews with them. Um, you are, Michelle, you have people on your show all the time. People need to be listening and watching. And then just go find out who you support. Go call their campaign. Give them five bucks or 5000 if you have the money. And just put up a yard sign. I didn't know this, but do you know, Michelle, when somebody puts up a bumper sticker for a candidate, it equals about $1,000 of contribution if you just sent in a, a check to a candidate. That they're going to try to advertise, but your bumper sticker is equal to about a thousand bucks. If you put a yard sign, that's about five thousand bucks because people really listen to who their neighbors are support. They want to know they're like they see a sign, they go, Oh, that's my neighbor, you know, she's behind you know this candidate or that candidate. I'm, I, you know, I want to know what, what, why do they like that candidate? You know, they might talk to you, that'd be even better if you go and talk to them about it. So that you don't minimize the power of of your voice, you know. So we can, we all we need is a few courageous people, just a little bit of courage, just a little curiosity, learn of who's who's running, and then go out and share it with people. Um, Your friends on your own social media, and just politely but uh, steadfastly just say, hey, this is, we've got to, everybody, you don't have to prove how crazy this world is. Like you said, the gas prices. (laughs) It's right there. Low-hanging it's fruit, already yeah. there. Tell people, look, there's. Do not lose hope, but get engaged. You know, tell mm-hmm. people we need every soldier out there. Um, you know, whether you're 15 years old to 99 years old, we need you know everybody to get in the game and and just start talking to people, and then connect to other groups. Like we're going to be doing our next big summit on um, August 30th. We're having, it's going to be called United We Stand, and we're having Amala uh, Epanobi. She's a PragerU influencer. She has a show called Unapologetic. Um, and so she just blasts out the whole, like, you know, identity politics crap that's out there. And we are going to just blow that up, and it'll be right after the the primary election, so we can just push out all the because uh, we don't endorse during the primary, so we wait till we want to we want to create unity and get people involved. But then we're going to just get the vote out, and we've got to defeat these Democrats, these leftists, um, you know. And hopefully, we pick some good conservative candidates who are really going to stand up for the people. So sorry for my long-winded rant. No, it's not. Got, this is, got, is you said the power of your voice, and that's what's important. Everybody has that power in the voice. I think it was fascinating about the bumper stickers and the yard signs. I had no idea. I mean, I'm not a big fan of donating money to campaigns because a lot of it goes to salaries. A lot of it goes to ads that people fast forward to anyway. My whole thing is a little sweat equity, right? Because it's you just proved it. Bumper sticker, $1,000 of ads. Yard sign, $5,000 of ads. Do that, people, and actually use your voice and to let other people in your circle, in your sphere, know who you are supporting and why you are supporting them. And all of these groups, yep. like um, like Kim's group, Arizona Women of Action, tell people about these groups. Get them involved. Posting on social media isn't enough at this point. It's great that you do it, but it's not enough. That's just that's your low-hanging fruit. You physically need 
to get active, you need to volunteer, mm-hmm. you, need to sh- you need to get on. When I say get on the playing field, I literally mean physically get involved. There's not a lot of time left, and you have too much riding on this. I mean, if you, if you, haven't, if yep. you haven't figured that out yet, I mean, I, I talk about it every show, uh, this, this show, and I talk about it on the Brighttown TV show on Fridays at 4 p.m. Pacific time, that this is, this is it. This is, this is, this is it. Your, your freedoms are on the line. And if you can't see it just based on the fact that you've got gas prices, I mean, I saw something five fifty mm. something the other day here in America Corruption County. So you got to be kidding me. All by design. This is not necessary. This does not need to happen. This is not here. Economics work. Okay. And that's not even talking about food supply shortages by design. So mm. unless you think it's cool, guys, then do nothing. You don't get the, you don't get the right to complain and you don't then because right. you're not doing anything. You have to, to take action. Kim, give the websites and, and plug the uh, plug anything else you got to plug and I got to go. Yeah. So um, you can get our weekly email. Actually, during the summer, we're going every other week to give people a little bit of a break. But tomorrow, we're going to put out our next email and we just condense the most effective action you can take on a local level in Arizona. We have a few national uh, items that do have to do with uh, what we care about here. But um, it's uh, azwomenofaction.com is the website, and sign up for our emails, and you'll, you'll find out if we have five minutes or five hours what you can do to really make a difference and how to get out there, like, like Michelle was just saying. So thank you for that. Go to Instagram, azwomenofaction, and also we have Twitter, azwomenofaction. So, uh, yeah, anyway, we're doing everything we can to, to spread the word and get people uh, engaged. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. Old school, pick up the phone, drag your friends with you. You need to do that every day. That's the only way it's going to work. Old school phone, not the text. Uh, Not the the social media. It's not enough. Yeah. Exactly. Watch the dog. Talk to your neighbors. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's all there. Everybody everybody is looking to you to to come together to, to battle the evil beings that are in all the elected, selected elites. And the, the Republican Party's full of them, too. So don't think that, that they're not part of this. As you said earlier, Uniparty, and we've mentioned, we talk about that all the time. We're loaded with them, especially here in the old-fashioned Rhino McCain country. So um, they're, they're, they're there, people. So it's not, just the, it's not yeah. just the left. It's the left and the right. It's all of them. It's really anybody that's in office, to be honest with you. Because they shut down your business, you didn't. They shut down your church, you didn't. I don't. I didn't. I don't hear any of them yelling and screaming from the rooftops was a bad idea. Uh, and I didn't. I don't necessarily. I don't believe that there was one that thought that eliminating the PCs, the precinct committee men, in that bill was a bad idea too. That was unanimous. That went through quickly. So these are things you need to remember when you're going to the uh, to vote, and especially who you're gonna who you're gonna give your time and effort to. But Kim, thank you so much, and um, we'll talk yeah. to you next month. All right. Thank you, Michelle. Take care. And thank you, my friend. Thank you, my friend. So it is uh, 1246 and I'm a little over, so I'm going to save the, uh, the longer, the little bit of what time I have left of my segment because um, I want to make sure we bring on Michael Barnett. So what we were talking about with Kim, and it was just the theme for the show. This is going to be theme moving forward. This is going to be the theme moving forward until there's enough people participating and taking action to actually take back their country and, uh, and, and make a difference uh, in their own communities for their own good. If you want to do it for your own selfish reasons, you always say, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? Uh, you're still free. You got some freedom. Yeah. Your business is still open. Like maybe you could go to a church. Uh, do I need to continue? I can keep going. I can go on for days. 
So let me do this. Because we're talking about engagement and why, why certain areas are doing better, why certain states. So Michael Barnett, he's down in Florida, right? And I said in the intro, why the sunshine, sunshine, <laughs> Sally, what's one of the Brady Bunch when Cindy sent so many cells, sea cells, by the sea cells. <laughs> we should have lost her tooth and see how to do with the tongue twisters. So why the Sunshine State is engaged, winning, and free? And it's more than just because they actually have one of the only good governors in uh, the country, DeSantis. Of course, we don't have one here. We have Doug Dushi. He's not a good governor. I don't hear he's a very bad, bad hombre, all right? So Michael Barnett, he's a lifelong real Republican, okay, like old school, like Reagan-esque, and a grassroots activist. He served as chairman of the Republican Party of Palm Beach County since 2014, that's why it's working down there. He's also an attorney for the Shriner Law Group. Audience, big round of applause. <laughs> Michael, we finally chat. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you, Michelle, for having me on your show. Pleasure. Oh, you're welcome. So you're having incredible success down there in Florida, in Palm Beach County, it's because a part of it, I have a feeling, is they have a good leader who actually cares and gets the troops all riled up and engaged. So tell us what's going on down there and why. How can we be you? Well, like when I grow up, I want to be, I want to be uh, the, the group in Palm Beach. I want to be Michael Barnett. How do I do that? What am I doing? What, what are you doing? Very kind to say that, um, yes, we have a, an amazing leader in Palm Beach County, probably the best we've ever had. And I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about our president, Donald Trump, who is uh, one of my constituents here in Palm Beach over on the island. And he has uh, been the driving force for the last five, six years in motivating grassroots activists from the, uh, the Republicans in our executive committee to Trump Republicans who um, populate the very large Club 45 Trump Club here in West Palm Beach, the largest club in the country. We're excited and motivated and have been since he walked down the escalator in 2015. And it's made our job a lot easier um, in um, getting off the boat, motivating people to do what they have to do to reach their neighbors by phone, text, email, knocking doors. And we've had huge turnouts for President Trump in the last couple of elections. And uh, the most that any county in Florida has seen um, second to Miami-Dade County, Miami-Dade is a huge county. We uh, always get outshone by them in sheer numbers, but we're carrying our weight and the weight of the um, uh, statewide elections for our statewide candidates, including President Trump, and this year for Governor Ron DeSantis, who is probably uh, the best governor in the country. So in a lot of places in the country, people love Trump, right? Or they, they love what he stands for. They might know whatever their own personal issues are or whatever. I really don't care. Nobody cares. I'm talking about policy. That's all the thing that matters, right? So that's really that people can spin that however they want. But it, the fact that, uh, and people love the country for the way it used to be, not the direction it's headed. Uh, and that's pretty much all over the place. But you, you guys there are actually getting the people engaged. What, what do you think it is that's getting them, that you're doing, that is actually getting them to participate, actually literally get off the couch to, to go to the, the events and to do the door knocking and to contact their friends. Because we're here in Arizona. You know, we got the Arizona audit. Every time you turn around, we're in the news for something. It's never anything good. Our legislators are falling down well before the finish line to do anything with uh, election fraud prevention, I call it, because there's no such thing as election integrity. That's like breathing. It's automatic. 
So you have, and all we're doing is we're fighting fraud. So there's, we're not keeping it in, 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 uh, in, 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 in integrity, right? We don't need to do that. We need to prevent the fraud because that's the problem. So address the issue, the non-elephant in the room. So when we, we might have a rally here and 200 people show up. And you would think it should be 200,000 people. So something is not working here, even though we have a lot of the problems and there is a spotlight here. You would think people would be enraged. They would be like, that's hell no, I won't go. And I'm going to go do what I can. And it's not, it's not working. It's not resonating. So what is the magic sauce for you guys, Jenna, in your area in Florida to, uh, to get that engagement for real? Well, it does start with great leadership at the top. Um, people in our state, we're proud of our governor and uh, Republicans. People across the country are jealous of the freedom that we enjoy because of the governor's policies, especially during the pandemic, keeping businesses open, keeping our state open. And um, we're seeing huge numbers of people moving to the state, Republicans and un-Republicans moving to Florida because of the attractiveness of our weather, our freedom, and, and the protections that Governor DeSantis has uh, maintained throughout his first term as governor. They're um, um, registering and bringing their voting patterns with them. That's why we're seeing a huge shift from having been a Democrat-leaning state um, by about 100,000 votes to now leading the Democrats by 150,000 votes. We had a 250,000 vote swing just since the November 2020 election. And in Palm Beach County, we've been a huge part of that increase. People are moving to Palm Beach County. They don't want to continue the, the, the bad policies that they've seen in New York, California, Oregon. They love that we're a law and order state. The governor has protected us during uh, potential riots that we've seen in Portland, burning down the cities across the country. And in general, uh, Joe Biden himself and his policies has probably been the biggest driver um, motivating people to get out and say, no more, we can't take this. We miss President Trump. We were a stable, solidly strong econ economy in, the, in our country. We had respect among our enemies and our allies throughout the world. We can't continue another four years of Biden. We have to keep Governor DeSantis, what he's done for us in Florida, get him reelected in 2022, and then put President Trump back in the White House in 2024. Amen to that, my friend. Amen to that. And what's interesting is you uh, <laughs> uh, you gave those numbers that uh, for the voting machines that are all corrupt and fraudulent. So can you imagine what the real numbers are? If those are the numbers that they're telling you, <laughs> I could just imagine, you get almost like add a zero. Why don't you just add a zero to the amount of people that actually are voting for Republicans? Because you know that those numbers are uh, they're they're not accurate. You can add a whole bunch more based on how those. There's dominion and then some machines work. So that's uh, that's pretty interesting. It's going to uh, because we know that I think they you picked up another like two million votes, actually, of what the uh, what Trump had during the election in Florida compared to what they said. So um, that's pretty right. impressive. That's pretty impressive for what you guys got going on. So is there any um, we're blessed any. Yeah, well, you've got all the, you've got at least, as the world is in the country is crumbling and it is falling apart and is literally on fire and not in a good way and fuego positive, on fire bad, you know, right. so, um, and, and, and all that's happening, at least you have the foundations of fundamentals in your state, that's why you're uh, in a positive way, like the old school, like you're talking the fundamentals that the country was built on that I was mentioning in the beginning that uh, is no longer no longer what people stand for and what they're trying to destroy. And they're trying, well, not they're trying, they are, they are destroying it. So at least you still have that. That's why 
it's um, there's a little bit more encouragement for people and engagement. So with that being said, uh, before you plug your guys' website and anything else you, you need to promote here, um, what is the one thing that you want people to take away and the, preferably a take action item? Because I love when people actually uh, do what they need to do. What do you want them to do after they listen to your segment? Join your Republican executive committee at the local level. I think you mentioned it earlier. Um, so much of our lives are affected by what our local politicians do. And as an executive committee member in Florida or whatever state you live in, you can take a real direction in your party's leadership and um, um, take an action within your community, within your precinct, within your county or city to get Republicans out. You'll have the tools to be able to do so through your executive committee leadership. Um, I've known, I know this. I've done it for the past eight years as chairman and four years before that as secretary and vice chairman. Um, I, I remember uh, during the, uh, the nonsense in 2020 after the election, and supervisor of elections offices in other states where they boarded up windows so people couldn't observe what was being done with regards to the recounts. That was done by local elected officials. It is mm-hmm. so critically important that people get involved locally. Make sure you vote these moms out at your county and municipal level with regards to the county supervisors of elections, state supervisors of elections. That's why we love what Ron DeSantis did here in Florida. He took out our corrupt County Supervisor of Elections, first thing after the November 2020 election, he did the same thing in Broward County, and we have good governance in Palm Beach County with regards to the uh, facilitation of our elections from the statewide level to Palm Beach County. There are still some counties that are uh, catching up, but we're overall in good shape in Florida. I wish we could replicate what we're doing in Florida in other states like Georgia, um, which was terribly heartbreaking to see us lose those two Senate seats. But it, it, it all rests now on November 2022. I believe Florida is going to be in good hands. We're going to reelect our governor, and we're going to lead the nation from Tallahassee, Florida. Yeah, and then that is exactly the uh, the path that Florida is on, so that's great. Give the website, would you please, my friend? www.palmbeach.gop. With regards to Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, it's the same thing, palmbeach.gop. It's all one word, palmbeach.gop. Thank you for letting me share that. Oh, you're welcome. And it was great to finally actually talk to you on the phone and I look forward to having updates on Florida and other great things that you're doing down there to get people motivated. As I say, we're motivating the masses to get off their arses and it's time everybody to get onto the playing field. So thank you, Michael. Have a great day in the sunshine state of Florida and thank you for all the hard work that you're doing. Paying off. Uh, Thank you. Anytime you want me, anytime you want me, I'll be back. And thank you for the opportunity to share. You have a wonderful day. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Keep up the great work. All right. So as you you got the theme of the show here is really about taking action, getting engaged, not messing around with just posting on the Facebook or the Twitter. Okay. That's, that's a great start. That's, you know, maybe a minute, two minutes of your day, but it, it, it requires more than that. And uh, as I keep saying, there's not a lot of time left. Not a lot of time left, right? And you're thinking, well, what does she mean? Well, you know, in 20, 22 months from the election, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to simple it down. It's 12.58, so, and, and there's a lot that I need to compact here, and I'm going to do it in between the segments, too. Um, and Maureen's going to be coming on. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna give you some great information in the segment that I'm doing here with Maureen. So, uh, but real quick, um, my segment, obviously, I, I, I kind of spread it out amongst the, the rest of the show. So I just want to talk about the Joshua moment and our Joshua moment challenge real quick. Um, so basically what we're doing, is, as I've said on the show, 
what was Josh? It's Joshua moment, June. Okay. We're actually going to extend it to July because July is when you have 4th of July. How better? Why not to have Joshua moment, June and Joshua moment, July, make it two months because it's that important. If that's the fundamental entire infrastructure and plan and playbook in order to win the spiritual battle between evil and good or good and evil that we're in, we need to have it two months because then it'll finally get through to everybody. Because if we're going to give you the solution, uh, and we've got lots of solutions, right? You've heard a lot of great information from our guests and Maureen's going to come here in a, in, a, in a minute or two. And we're going to show you some, we're going to share some really great information. We're going to get y'all fired up. We're going to get you in fuego, right? Because in the beginning of the show, you were kind of pissed off, right? You're sick and tired. Well, now we're going to get you all fired up. We're going to get you in fuego so you can actually take action. But then you're also going to, we're going to show you what you need to do because you've got to engage. I keep saying you've got to drag your friends onto the playing field. But first, you've got to understand, uh, and listen to the beginning of this, this show again. And I, and I encourage you to share this show, share this platform with all your friends, your family, your contacts, or what, whomever, right? He, she, him, here, there, whatever, raccoons, things like that. And do that because it, it, we're at a critical point. We're at a critical point. We're at a breaking point, right? So you, you, you need to take this seriously. You know, and I know that you're busy doing all the other things. But again, I gave you an example. I graduated high school in 91 was the last time I did anything like community-oriented. I didn't step on truly to the playing field to 2021. There was 30 years of a void. You're not alone, everybody. I did it. Well, now I got to make up for lost time. And now you're looking, I look back and go, oh, my God, what if I would have done just a little bit along the way? If we would all just done a little bit along the way, it wouldn't have been this bad. Yes, the evil forces that we're dealing with are demonic, right? Because you're dealing with the forces of evil and good, and you're dealing with big entities, big, the big, the big 13 bigs. You know, you've got big media, you've got big tech, you've got big government, obviously. You've got big business, you've got big lobby, big pharma, all that, right? But we still could have been doing our stuff on the local levels where we didn't take our eye off the ball when it came to becoming a precinct committee man or communicating with our neighbors or being involved with the school board, watching the candidates in the city councils. I'll give you a perfect example. And then I, I got to go back to the Joshua moment and I see you Maureen, but just give me, give me a minute here. Cause we've got uh, 25 minutes in our segment uh, and I'm setting you up, setting you up real good here, my friend. So um, in, in here in, uh, in Merrick corruption County, I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona. Okay. Scottsdale, Arizona last summer, Voted 7-0. There's seven people, uh, seven, I don't want to call them people, seven demons on our city council. Seven demons. They are demons. Why? Because they do things that normal human beings would not do. They stand for things that normal people will not, that do, that do not believe in. Okay, that's called a demon. Remember, we just did part of the Joshua Moment series, which has three talk radio show episodes and also the Defend Your Voice virtual summit that Lucy DeGrazia and I did together, the, the breakout room, which ended up being two hours because nobody wanted to leave the room. So we're like, okay, we'll just keep going. And that's a video. So in that series, I encourage you to listen to that series, watch that series. We just talked about it last week, last Monday on the show. The, the segment was Demons Are Real, Wake the Hell Up, Rude the People. And we gave, you some, we gave you examples like Nancy Pelosi. That's a demon, okay, people? People that do bad things like that, they're demonic. They're possessed. That's what, they're, that's what their innards are, their soul is, right? So then we're, we're giving you the tools to combat, combat 
the situations with the the evil doers, right? The evil doers. So let me give you this. This um, one o two. Um, give me another minute and a half, two minutes, Maureen. So um, in the city of Scottsdale, perfect example. They voted seven zero last summer to allow whatever to go into whatever restroom, locker room, gymnasium. Um, it didn't. Ma- it doesn't matter. So any boy that identifies as a girl. Any man that identifies as a woman, they can go into the girls' locker room where all the six-year-olds are changing for gymnastics class. What? They thought that was a great idea to be inclusive. I don't trust any man that puts on a dress, got a beard, and walks into a girl's bathroom. Okay? See where this is going. And it didn't work out so well in Loudoun County, did it, twice. Okay, and that was kids in school. I'm not talking about uh, men who have uh, alternative, ulterior motives. Okay, there's a lot of pedophiles out there. This whole place is sick and crawling with them. So our city council thought it was an awesome idea to allow that. And then there's seven or eight other cities in this area, Phoenix and Mesa and a bunch of other ones. I'm going to get a list, and we're going to get those names of people. So you need to know these are what they stand for. Do you stand for that? Do you want to go in the bathroom? Uh, you're having, you're going to dinner, and then you, your daughter goes into the bathroom, and she goes, well, "Mommy, this man was in there, and he's putting on lipstick, with, and it was on his beard." And when I came out from the bathroom, oh hell no, oh hell no, okay. This is where we are. When well, we gotta uh, ee, uh, uh, reverse and go back. So that's your city council. See how important it is that you get that you know who these people are. So if there's anybody that is going to vote for anybody that's currently in city Scottsdale City Council, that's what you're voting for. You want more of that? And, of course, they had no problem with the lockdowns. They actually didn't do in-person meetings. I'm just giving you an example because I know this is happening all over the place. So they didn't want to go have in-person meetings because they didn't want to hear the backlash from people about all kinds of issues. So they just kept their meetings virtual. A way to be scared and way to be a, a wussy and put a P in the front of it, and rather than, stay, than being accountable to your constituents who are paying your salary. They work for you, we the people. So we need to actually keep them accountable. Do not elect, reelect or elect people like this. It's our fault. It's our fault. Our fault. So anyway, the whole Joshua movement, and I know I jumped around but I get so fired up because I see people like, I see the signs of driving around on Saturday. Reelect, reelect. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I'm, not allowed, I'm not reelecting a demon. It's bad enough you snuck in there the first time. But it requires people to pay attention and to get engaged and to stand up, speak up, and most importantly, show up. But again, you need to have the fundamental foundation, right? The fundamental foundation is all of this is happening. I mean, this is stuff that you did never thought you were going to deal with, and it's extreme. All this is happening is because you turned away from God. And we took God out of our lives, and look what happened. We've unleashed demons all over the world, all over this country. And they've seeped into every crevice that we can imagine in every aspect of our lives. And they're, they're, most of them are uh, politicians, the elected, selected elites. So... Once you realize that that is the first step, right, it's the order. Pray, plan, take action. Has to be done in that order. Can't be done in any other order because what we've been doing doesn't work. So just try it this way, okay? And I'm not saying that you're going to pray and then all of a sudden magically things 
uh, happen. They are going to move in that direction, right? God wins. Yes, but what about you? You have to get on the playing field. You have to be on the team. So you have to pray, right? Then you're going to be planning. That, so a lot of that happens when you actually are praying. And then you're going to take the action. That's when you really get engaged and you get off your arse. And you go to meetings and you get involved actually physically in the community where you actually are moving your feet and you're not just playing on the phone and you're not just posting and you are actually talking to people and you are taking action. You are going to events, you are learning information, you're relaying that and that's the power of your voice and you're getting involved in the community. Uh, I didn't say you have to run for office. There's so many other things that can be done. You have to be able to, you know, that's what it's all about. You have to do that. And we give you all these tools, this information, because the fundamentals, again, is being all about what this whole movement is about, our Joshua moment, right? Joshua 1, 5-9, this is my command, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That is the fundamentals. That is the foundation, just like when you're building a house. And then from there, you can go up. So I encourage you, go over and listen to the three episodes that we did, episode 318, episode 324, episode 326. And then the, the video presentation, the breakout room that Lucy and I did was episode 327. All of those are listed on the Joshua Moment page. Right? I made a special page for it. So you go to everythinghomeaboutus.com. Everythinghomeaboutus.com. That's your take action menu. I put it at the very top. Click that, and that gives you all the options. And then right below that, you're going to see... Save America episodes. You're going to love those. That's loaded. That's all episodes that we've done over the past two years. And then some, I pulled out some from the archives. Those are our great hardcore episodes, right? All exclusive stuff. So I encourage you to do that. That's your fundamentals. We're going to be doing a lot more. And I want you to join the Save My Freedom Movement. And uh, then I'm going to bring here on Maureen to Save My Freedom Movement. You, we're going to, you, you want to know what groups to join? That, you come join us. We're showing you what groups. We have our own leadership meeting that we do on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific time. We have a networking and prayer warrior group that we're doing on Thursdays at 9 a.m. And we're actually going to add another one onto that here shortly. And you want to know what groups to join? Because you're like, God, there's so many. I'm not sure. We're, gonna, we, we're, we're putting together this whole website that has all that information. You want to know about candidates and things like that? We're connected with all those people. So if you want to actually take action, don't say do something. Do something is getting out of bed. That doesn't count. You want to take action and you want to take back this country. You want to save yourself and this country, save America. You've got to save your soul first, right? That's what the whole praying is. That's what the Joshua moment is. Then this is what you need to do. Come join us. Save my freedom. You're going to join the Save My Freedom movement. You're going to join the newsletter. You're going to listen to those episodes uh, and you're going to join our groups. All of that information, take action menu, literally everything home about us.com and you'll just just read and scroll read and scroll and do that and i swear to god it'll change your it'll change your life it'll change your life spiritually which i don't like to use that word spiritually uh because we got to come up with another word for it spiritual is too wooey wooey it's too new agey it's too squishy okay it's too squishy you're a warrior now you got to start acting like it because otherwise you're going to get run over you're going to get run over by demons you're going to get run over um by uh what's coming next with the economy you're gonna have no food in your house okay I didn't even get a chance to play any of this stuff. So I'll make her bring on Maureen. She's been patiently waiting. It's 110. It's 110. All right, it's time for Michelle's Patriotic Soapbox. We've got to get this show on the road. 
This is Everything Homes special segment. Messages that matter from people you need to know about. Heroes, do-gooders, and purpose-driven patriots. Offering tips, solutions, inspiration, and entertainment. They truly are good people, doing good business and good things. Here's your host, Michelle Swinnick, the queen of quality content. Enjoy the show. All right, my uh, first guest is joining me in sitting shotgun on Michelle's Patriotic Soapbox. I got three guests today, and we're going to go back to back, one, one thirty, two o'clock. Maureen Murphy, she's a precinct committee man in Pennsylvania, an IT and logistic expert, the smart lady, the founder of Take Back Burks, a community engagement activist group. And I mean community engagement. I mean like hardcore. You want to talk warriors? That's her group. You need to be like that a true grassroots leader and boots on the ground, badass woman who's determined to save America and bring together with the people who want to stand up, speak up, and most importantly, show up. Audience, a big round of applause for God and country love and freedom fight and common sense cap wearing, truth bomb and community engaging, we the people inspiring, grassroots growing, solution providing, rhino exposing, <laughs> liberty leaning, very vocal, loud and proud, passionate patriot. <laughs> Maureen Murphy. Michelle, how are you, ma'am? I am good. Did, I am you forgot good. to leave off. I'm a little bit of a hardcore introvert in there. <laughs> no, because I'm not acknowledging that adjective that you said you were. I, I, if I don't acknowledge it, it, it doesn't exist. Like, I, I don't it identify you as that, so thus you are not. I am not. Not anymore. It, it's it's no. amazing. And I was listening to your how can I say preamble here, right? And even a previous guest that we had on Kim. And as I'm listening, I'm, you know, uh, very intently, you know, you focused in on God a lot, right? And, it, and it's very fascinating. Um, my origination and how I came out from behind the screen and, and from being an introvert to how I come very active out in the community. And it is a calling. It, it, it is a service. It, it, for me, it, you know, I would never have imagined myself doing what I'm doing today, but this is about returning the country to God because, if we, if we don't, Michelle, if we don't, you know, that old story of Babylon and Sodom and Gomorrah and, and all those other stories, biblically speaking, uh, that, that's where we're heading. I mean, it, that, that's what we're seeing. And that's why those we're who are grounded in the We're there. Are so we're disturbed. there. We're there. Yeah. We are here. We're there. Yeah. We are there. You, you want to, I mean, and, I, and, he, and, I, and everybody knows that listens to this show. I'm, I'm the first one that says, I'm not a huge faith person, right? We did the Catholic school thing for a couple of years, the CCD. I don't remember a damn thing. And only because I have had people that have come on my show um, uh, of the past 933 live segments that we've done for the past 18 months. And then 393 right. different partners have come on. That's a lot of people. And the one thing that was common amongst the people that were the most successful in their business or their organization or, or just whatever that they were doing, they had a huge component of faith that they were not afraid to talk about when they came on the show, not afraid that they intertwined it with their business. And they were literally more successful in their relationships, in their personal lives, in their health and in their businesses. And I was like, okay, there's something to this. There's something to this. And then I had a couple pastors on and it's evolved from there. And that's where kind of the whole Joshua moment came into the mix when Lucy DeGrazio, who is, one of my good friends and a precinct committee man with me here, right uh, in my actual precinct, 
when I'm in LD3 here in Merrick Corruption County, um, started, her and I started to become friends and we were, we were talking faith. It's a big thing for her. I mean, it's huge, right? She's a worship leader in our church. And um, then I just started to, I started to go, oh, okay, this is, there, there, there's a, this is much bigger than anything that I could have ever imagined. So that's where all of this kind of blossomed for me. Um, and I always try to bring it back to a little bit more of, I don't want to say, not real, but regular people. Because regular people sometimes right. it's too much for them, and I'm trying to oh, well, I'm trying to layer in the business and then getting involved in the community. And like you and I, when we first started talking, uh, faith just kind of slipped in there. But then all of a sudden, then we were like, oh my god, we're on the same page. But in in our normal conversations, you would have never even thought that that was something there. So then I was like, okay, further proof that all there's a lot of people that feel that way. They just don't necessarily communicate it because we've been kind of it's been shunned as is something where they don't want you to communicate about it. And then, ah, think about it this way, anything that the government and the, and the entities that be don't want you to talk about something or discuss it. That's the thing you want to talk about and discuss because they're doing it on purpose. They're doing it by design because they don't want you to know the secrets. It's a cultural war. Yeah. It's it's a cultural war. And, and look, you know, whether it was Breitbart or Trump or whomever, right. That started to wake up the conservative base. Right. And I just, I want to come back to this. You and I have talked about this once more. Conservatives were largely don't tread on me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Meaning, you know, this is my, this is my area. This is my home. This is my family unit. These, These are our beliefs. You know, whatever you're doing in the confines of your own house, that's brilliant. Fine. That's up to you. Free will. It's in Genesis. Free will. As long as you you know you don't impose that on me, or it doesn't impact me or anybody else negatively for that matter, right? Um, but it, what's fascinating is specifically, uh, you know, in line with faith, that uh, I think the cultural objective has been um, number one, the founding of this country based on religious freedom was it was something that was controversial immediately with with the British to begin with, right? That's why we are here, right? And and no purity tests, right? but also just from the control perspective, meaning if, if the family unit, right, is grounded in their community and their, their church, and, you know, I have some various comments on various churches, um, and their church is where they discuss, right, the cultural events of, of today and what's right and wrong, right, in, in the eyes of God, right? And we're going to get into the topic of churches in a second. But if they, if they communicate that with their community and their church and the body of Christ, right, um, and they make that determination according to biblical reference, we're going to talk about this in a second, then, then I think what, what unfortunately transpires is there's a counter to whatever the government wants to lay forward and offer as the replacement, them, as a replacement for faith in God, right? It's, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's the government, it's the elite, it's those in power who want to be able to manage your decision process versus your faith and, and, and again, that biblical reference. Um, but, you know, it's, the, the conversation um, or the topic of free will is fascinating. And specifically in the Old Testament, you know, you hear about it, you know, a few times, right? And I don't have my concordance on me, so I can't tell you the exact stat, right? But when, once we move to the New Covenant, out of the Old Testament into the New Testament, right? A lot of folk have, have you know, and I, I, I never used to talk about my faith openly. It's just something that started to happen as I became more involved in the community. A lot of folk conversation that I've been having ask me, Maureen, who am I supposed to vote for? And I know I'm deviating here for a second. And I return to them and I say, I'm not here to tell you who to vote for. But in the Bible, it provides a brilliant framework for how to choose leaders, leaders of your church, 
how they should conduct themselves. They're slow to anger. Do you understand? They are, um, how can I say, they can manage their household. The householders run well. They are wise with respect to being able to advise, you know, the folk around them, right? And, and, and the framework is there. But then if you think about it, the framework to live, period, exists in the New Testament. It's very plain and simple. Um, but I deviated a little bit. Um, but the, there's so much from a biblical perspective that, that sh- can be leveraged and should be leveraged. And I think people suffer and flail around currently. And I had that conversation with my pastor here um, in Berks County. Uh, this is months ago. I said, look, I said, these folk understand, you know, I'm talking to them about the political activity that I'm involved in. These folk understand when they show up at a school board meeting, something is wrong. They know Mm -hmm. that the curriculum is wrong. They understand that the policies that are trying to be passed are wrong, unisex bathrooms. What they haven't figured out yet is what is right. And they know it like it's it's someplace in them. Do you understand? Like they know it's Mm -hmm. wrong and they know that what's right, you know, you know, exists, but they haven't realized it's, it's coming back to God. And once those folk return to God, they're more capable in those school board meetings to turn around and say, no, you won't decide the policy for me and my family and what to teach them. Me and my, my, my family will take that responsibility on our own. My faith will dictate that course of, how can I say it, empathy, right, or, or compassion that maybe some you know, children are suffering with you know, sexual identity, but it's not to, you know, educate all with, you know, at a very young age on sexual awareness. You know, what is that, five, six years old that they're trying to do that? No, that's, that's not oh, the family yeah. in the church. But yeah. anyway, I deviated there. No, but you didn't. Because I it, here's, no, no, no. Well, never, you never apologize on this show. Remember, we, we talked about that yeah. already. Yeah, sure. yeah. There's only, yeah. There's only one time that we, you have to apologize is if you tell me to F myself. Other than that, you don't have to apologize for anything. You and I discussed that. So, but you, you didn't really deviate because it, it, it goes back to how we have been indoctrinated to separate um, the, yeah. uh, our faith and community and business and yeah. what we stand for and school and government and all that, because that was by design. They've been working on that for decades. And now this is the world we live in is, be, is what's yeah. left over. It's like the afterbirth that falls onto the floor after the baby's born. That's what's left over. Right. So this is what we've got now that you look around and you pick your head up and go, Oh, Wow. So, you know, you reap yeah. what you sow. This is what you know, now we, we are have now. to fix. We have to unwind yeah. this. We have to be the janitors that are not cleaning up the puke and the poop that are all over because we allowed it to happen. So it's, it's, and it's, it's getting your mindset changed. Again, and I, I, yes. I mentioned the intro, and I'm going to reference the intro again. It's, you don't have to ask why this is happening. Don't ask why no. politicians are voting to send... billion to Ukraine, which is one of the most corrupt countries. It's all money laundering. That money's going right back to the politicians and everybody else. So don't think that it's going to help people. And stop flying your Ukraine flags. Okay, people, stop. Stop doing that. It's all a distraction, Michelle. It's It's all a distraction. It's all a lie. The whole thing's a lie. Everything that you've been told, literally, in almost every single cattle year in your whole life is a lie. So you have to get your arms around that. Anything from government is bad. Nothing from government is good. Okay, this is your new ideology, because that is that's the world that we live in now. And that'll make you feel better when you go, okay, so I'm not crazy. No, you're not crazy. You're not crazy at all. Yeah, but this is an awakening moment. 
right? There's a, right. this awakening moment as, as you know, some of us have been wide awake for a while, right? And we just haven't actually been on a soapbox to talk about it, right? But for those who are just awakening that are realizing there's a problem and I need to do something, right? It, it's, it's sort of like Peter, right? And I'm just going to reference a more biblical uh, passage, right? It's sort of like Peter who denied Jesus three times, right? And Christ already knew he was going to do it, right? And Peter, was one of the, the most amazing founders of the body of Christ, right? I, I don't want to use the word church, but of the body of Christ. And, of course, Paul being a little bit of a revolutionary, um, converting anybody he could, right? Um, and, and so what was interesting is Peter actually denied Christ three times, right? But it, there's, there's always an opportunity for, for somebody to turn it around, right? So what does that mean, okay? And you and I have talked about this. What does it mean to turn it around, right? So number one, you have to name the beast, right? Name the beast to tame the beast. You and I have talked about this. And I, and I want to get a little bit more into the detail, which is why I think we have an extended time period today. You were on the phone with a woman by the name of Kim, right? And you were talking about how it starts local, okay? I don't want to get into the problems, right? The problem is we deferred for far too long. Now we have to fix it, right? Now we have to align, okay? And so I'm going to give you a practical example. Out here in Berks County in Pennsylvania, we have 72 townships, okay, townships, boroughs, and we have Reading City, okay. These 72 townships also have school districts, right. So the most localized level of activity that a constituent, somebody who realizes that we need to change course or it's all lost, the unisex bathroom is going to be there, children are going to be sexualized at the age of five, and at some point they'll remove the child if your belief system doesn't align to the Board of Education, right. So knowing that we have to take action, there are three courses, right? And Dan Schultz, of course, is always the advocate of precinct committee. You and I will address at some point how precinct committee onboarding is not as easy as we'd like it to be. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean we shouldn't try. We need to try, right? But then there's mm-hmm. the school board meetings, and then there are the township meetings. And I want to talk a little bit about the township meeting, and you and I sort of touched upon this, I think it was last week. The township meetings, if we have 72 townships here in Berks County, and there are, what, 450,000 folks that, that live in Berks County, I think 267,000 are of, like, voting age, 109,000 Republicans in 72 counties, right? So I think it's about 1,500 or something of that nature per, per township. I'm just estimating out here, right? And mm-hmm. so as we, we look at these numbers and we start to realize the, the influence at the township level, township aware, number one, you talk taxes, right? Township taxes, right? Whatever. Mm-hmm. You talk about your schools, right? You talk about ordinances. You talk about localized police departments. You talk about localized fire departments, right? It's about contractual obligations that are signed at the township level, right? And what's fascinating here, and, and once you start to understand your township, you know, every township has a monthly meeting. Find out your township's monthly meeting date and time, typically after business hours, so 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock in person. All right, and so if there's a township meeting, all of this information is discussed. But now I want to draw a connection between the township and the county, right? The township, 72 townships in the county, the average supervisor for a township, if it depends on which class you are, class one, class two, class three, or if you're a borough, maybe you don't have any class at all, right? And so with these various classes, you're permitted township supervisors. So it ranges anywhere between three people here in Berks to seven people within a township. These township supervisors should have a direct pipe into your county commissioners, okay? And this comes back to elections, okay? Who signed here in Berks County the contract for ES&S electronic poll books? It was discussed for a year, right? They put it to a vote at the commissioner's level. Who's at fault 
that we have now electronic poll books in Berks County that failed mm-hmm. us, let alone just, just trying to get back to normalcy of having one vote, one ballot, paper ballot, evidentiary chain of, uh, chain of custody preserved, right, in which you can then get back to a manner of verifying with quality your votes within your, your county. So these township supervisors, I forgot how many, other, what, what did I say? Yeah, 72 Three. townships, if you multiply by yeah. five, right? I think it's near 400. Three to five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Total township supervisors, 334 for Berks County. So that's 334 township supervisors that should be actively engaged with the county commissioners. Okay, so why, why on the county commissioners meeting, which is also held once a month, so each township has a meeting once a month, each county commissioner, or I should say county commissioners meeting, meet once a month. Why are we not having a bi-directional exchange between the townships representing the constituents into the county commissioners when they put up ENS, ESNS electronic poll books for a vote? How did that happen? You understand? And so this is an area that should should everybody needs to become aware of. Like we need to really put a lot of spotlight and sunshine on these types of activities, right? And and similarly, school boards, right? School boards within the township, the, the school board. And their, their school directors that are elected, and we had a whole bunch here, you know, elected in Berks County, ought to be talking also to township supervisors and also to the county commissioners, right? And this is very fascinating. I had a conversation with a, a care. I had somebody that comes in to take care of my mom to talk about taxes, right? And this is the distraction again, right? Just like we talked about how government wants to distract us and it's the big lie, right? The conversation with respect to taxes, localized taxes, they have sold us that. I'm telling you, the government has sold us that as a way to keep us receiving federal funding and state funding, okay? I want you to imagine all the school, school boards out here, right, in which they realized their kids were being taught racism. They were being taught mm-hmm. racism. And then, of course, the transgender, you know, educational hour, at, you know, in preschool or, or kindergarten or whatever the case may be. The only reason why these programs run in these schools is because they receive federal funding. If right. that school were to refuse the curriculum, they lose their federal funding. Okay? And, but, but look at how many folk pulled their kids out of school and are homeschooling. Right? And so they took a hit financially. I, I, I'm assuming they took a hit financially if somebody is now homeschooling their child. Right? Or maybe, you know, we're going back to Little House in the Prairie, in which we have co-ops, maybe 15 people in my township here in Berks County, maybe 15 people have a child in which they collectively are paying a teacher. Okay. So the big lie is, you know, everybody bangs on the drum about, you know, localized taxes and whatnot. Well, now you have a choice. Either you're going to submit to the federal, um, how can I say it, craziness that's occurring. That's not aligned to faith and not aligned to God. Either you submit to all these whacked out policies that are really poisoning our children's mind or you have to figure out what you're willing to give to preserve it all right and i know i'm talking financially here but it's really important i I think it's important that folk start to really come to terms with the reality of why we are where we are um i should take a pause shouldn't i well i just wanted to comment and say that the schools are demon indoctrination centers so you are you're trying to come up with a word form and that's what it is and in parents need to realize that they have to take their kids out of school, even though that they are, I get that they're running for school board, they're running for offices, they're slowly going to now penetrate the, 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 the layer that exists. But again, I give my own personal example, did nothing for 30 years, I can't expect it to happen overnight, just because 
two people got in there because you've got teachers, you've got layers, you've got managers, you've got an entire infrastructure of an entire school system here in Arizona. It's called the public uh, in, instruction department, not right. education department, right. instruction. So they're already telling you we're going to instruct them. We're not going to educate them. So first of all, just right. the name alone should not want yeah. you to enroll those children. So what I'm yeah. saying is, is you, you, you're, you're going to, they're, they're being indoctrinated with pure evil. Okay. Maybe a little math thrown in when, you know, like after lunch, but pure evil intentions for the most part, for eight hours a day. And you think you're going to unwind that over dinner? And then they've got, God, Michelle, knows oh my what's God, in my that homework. But oh my God, my taxes, my taxes, my taxes. We want low taxes. And, they have, and so fine. So then the feds continue to pump the money into the school system. And I'm going to say it again. And you're always going to be at the behest of the contract that's signed. And even, okay, so, so let's say we, we succeed, right, with township supervisors, township orders. These two positions are very, very, let's say we succeed with school directors. Let's say we even succeed with precinct committee folk, okay? The bottom mm-hmm. line is, is we have to take ownership of our community and we have to return to center on what is good and what is right. Um, and that, that it, it's a, it's like you said, that's not something that happens overnight, but when we onboard into these township supervisors who need to start engaging with the County commissioners, they have to do that or we have no vote going forward. All right. The, the elections will not matter. Supervisors must engage with the county commissioners, okay, and push back on the county commissioners. Why do I not have, you know, 334 township supervisors attending the county commissioners meeting? Why are there one or two public, you know, public attendees to these county commissioners meeting? That's how we ended up with the minion systems. That's how we end mm-hmm. up with the ESMS. And so, you know, to come back center, it's good to onboard for the township supervisors, for tax collectors, for not collectors, for auditors, right, or school directors. But this is part of the education. Once we are on board, then we learn the heart of the problem. You understand? And, and, mm-hmm. and, and again, you have to name the beast to tame the beast. Once you understand the heart of the problem, your entire worldview shifts. It shifts. You know, do we actually have fair elections? Uh, at some juncture, you and I will address the controversy happening here in Berks County, where a, the party, the GOP party here in Berks County, want to ignore the will of the electorate. I mean, these are the problems that you're going to unearth when you start to step forward. But, but I mean, I mean, is, is ignorance bliss? No, it's not bliss. It's dangerous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ignorance is dangerous. Um, and your children and their grandchildren will pay for it, right? They, they will pay for it. And I'm I'm looking at the the clock here, and I know that I I jumped on your segment just because it was a little That's too okay. fired up today. And so you're just gonna have, you're just gonna come back on. I think you and I need to do kind of a regular segment here, even though you haven't agreed to it. I'm gonna go ahead and agree to it now. That we'll just do one maybe every two weeks or so where we kind of hit it home. And the reason why is because there's not a lot of time left. And I'm gonna give you a perfect example, people. So everybody's saying red wave. In November, we're going to have a huge red wave come November. Okay, first of all, I've said this before, and I, I don't put me on the record. I don't think you're going to have a, an, an election in 2022. I think that they're going to sabotage that worse than they did before because they're going to release God only knows what, and they're going to create fear, and there's going to be mass, mass issues with that. So just a heads up, but you still have to take all the, all the same measures and then some as if there was. It, because we still all need to still vote, even though that they are the machines are fraudulent. Just look at Absolutely. just look at Georgia. Just look at Georgia. Because at some point, somebody because they they have all the facts, they have all the information, all the frauds already been proven. It's just 
it's not in front of the powers that be that can actually make the decisions to do what they need to do with it. I don't necessarily know who those people actually, are going to be. And, and, and it's like at that point, um, you know, I know that there's some things they could do on a local level. I'm talking more on the national side. So I'll let you, I'll let, I'll let you comment on, but I, I just, I'm encouraging people to still go out and vote. That's my whole point. So you still no, need to go no, vote. I agree. You still need to go vote. You still need to actively participate in the whole election process. But I'm just giving you a heads up. Don't be surprised. If stuff starts to get real hairy, scary here soon, and you're like, ooh. So none of it, you don't believe any of it. It's all fraud. But but I'm 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 coming around here to get you. So my point is this. When it comes to these election machines, and that's why Mike and Dell is all about fix 2020. And fix 2020. If you do not remove the machines from the process, the problem is you're going to have more of the same. And, and I'm going to simple it for everybody, and then I'm going to let you comment because you, I'm going right back to what just happened in your primaries, okay? And this is a perfect yep. example. So if, if we know they're nefarious, we know they have access to billions of dollars, they have the infrastructure, just with the mules, not including all of the other things that were, were done with the Zuckerbucks in them and, and the, the ballot boxes and, and the laws that were not properly done or they were changed within your own government, which is against the constitution of your own states. Okay, so they just changed it because they felt like it, right? So those are your nefarious characters that you want to reelect, all right? And then you're going to take their advice on who, you're, who they're who they are endorsing, okay? That's what I'm saying. You, you, really, you can't make it more obvious than this. So now that they have two more years of planning, plotting, nefariousness, more evil demons, <laughs> and more money, and you think something is going to get better when you go to cast your ballot in November. It's not. It's going to get worse than it was in 2020. So keep that in mind. With that being said, look what happened in Georgia. And also, real brief, this just happened in your very county uh, a couple of weeks ago in Berks County with your machines. Yep. Just give a real quick. So I just wanted people to realize just because all of a sudden everybody's fired up, we're going to go vote. It's not going to be the magic sauce. It's part of what needs to happen, but don't think everything's going to be all hunky dory and fine come November with some ma- the magic wand type of thing. Tell, tell right. them what happened real quick with your machines so that they know this is real. Yes. You're there. Right. So I, I, I do. I want a quick disclaimer. I agree with you. Everybody needs to vote. No disenfranchisement. We have to vote, if nothing else, to build more evidence mm-hmm. of what's happening. We're like, it's almost like we're testing the process. So we have to continuously test this process. Vote, vote, vote. But what happened here in Berks County is, of course, um, you know, there are various methods to, to vote, right? You've got your mail-in ballot. I can't stand it. I want them gone. I feel like... Uh, Robert De Niro in one of those Italian movies. I want the whole ballot, mail-in ballot thing gone. <laughs> absentee ballots, fine. We'll keep absentee ballots um, for the military personnel or those who are sick who can't get to the polls. But you have to verify, right? One person, one vote, voter ID. But let's come to the voting machine, right? And then, of course, there's the voting machine, right? But the, that, that was the essence of the problem in 2020. And I'm going to be quite frank, probably for decades earlier, we just weren't aware of it, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, what, what they're starting to introduce, and I've had multiple conversations with various folk who are very focused on, on the vote and forensic audits and auditing the vote here in Pennsylvania. Then, of course, here in Berks County, they ran a trial run in November of 2021, right, of five, um, five I think, precincts within the county, or five counties. It was five counties who were testing out the poll books. The poll book is basically that, that huge book 
of all names, you know, based on party. Um, and you walk up to whoever's sitting at the table, you give them your name, they look up your name, they see that you're an active, valid voter. And as long as you hadn't requested, and, you know, this is a nefarious activity that we have to, to lock in, that you didn't request a mail-in ballot, of course, you're welcome in to vote on the machine. There's so much wrong with the machine. I'm a hardcore techie. The select insert or select update statements when they're hashing out the data, I'm telling you it's feasible, okay? But now with the poll book, <laughs> the poll book, you walk in, your no, name is no longer on a piece of paper. Now you have to type in your name and your address in your precinct that you're supposed to poll at, you know, with your registration card. You're supposed to type it in there, and it's verifying you. Okay, so where is it verifying against? I think it's verifying against DMV. Okay, let me tell you, Michelle, I moved from New York out to Pottstown, right? Um, I had some friends in Pottstown probably about two, three years ago, okay? I stayed with them for three months. My old boss called me back to New York City. I moved back, and I moved into Jersey. So I went from New York City to Chester County, from Chester County um, back into, I want to say, I forgot what it is, Hudson County in, in New Jersey. I was there mm-hmm. for less than yeah. a year in the middle of the pandemic. And then I moved down here to Berks. Do you want to know something? They still have me registered in New Jersey. My, my friend in Chester told me they still have me registered there. So what's happening with DMV? So anyway, so they introduced the poll books, which you type your name in. It's supposed to reconcile, again, some DMV list, which they can't keep updated for the life of them, right? And then, um, of course, you know, you're supposed to be able to take your ballot from there, you know, an electronic printout with some sort of QR code, walk off to the machine and, and vote on the machine, and then it spits it back out. None of these poll books, I shouldn't say none. A majority of the poll books in Berks County, those electronic poll books, none of them were working. Okay? So people would walk in to try to type their name. Nobody could be verified. The counties in which had the, the traditional paper poll books on hand, they could be looked up. There, most of the counties had to wait to receive the paper, how can I say, poll book to arrive. So what? So, so two, three hours? of physical voting, we don't even know what the, who voted. I would almost curse on your on the air. We don't know who Quite voted. Right. We don't know how they were verified. We, they, no, nobody had poll, you know, paper poll books. Again, I don't want to say nobody. A large majority didn't have paper poll books, and so then they had to wait. And then they extended voting <laughs> in the evening to account for the muck-up at the outset. And so technology, <laughs> like... And this seriously. just happened. It's, this just happened. This just happened horrible. a couple weeks ago. But, but, so, but here's the thing. Look, People need to realize this, this, this is not they didn't screw up, right? A normal person that's running a business, let's just say they had a computer system and then they had mm-hmm. a book uh, of all the things that they needed on that computer because they were having an event or it was just at the office. They'd have the book with them. They purposely did not do these things because they wanted to cause the problems. They want to cause the delays. They want to cause the confusion. With technology at the it's level that it is now, they can find you. If you can, you kidding me? They, they, oh, they've got three, you've registered in three places because they want you registered in three places. They can find me well, at Michelle, the drop of a hat if they wanted to, but then all of a sudden, oh, well, we, yeah. we didn't know that you were registered in three. My ass Michelle, didn't look, know registered in three places. A high-level security person told me this years ago, decades ago, and remember, I'm a little bit of a hardcore techie. He said, Maureen, the best security is inconsistency. I want you to think about that for a minute, okay? Because if the best security is inconsistency, the most significant corruption can also operate when there's chaos, okay? Corruption flourishes in chaos because they have people distracted. They can do whatever they want. Do you understand? If we Mm -hmm. were to lock them down, 
with respect to, okay, where am I, why don't you have the backup of the paper poll box? Why, why is that missing? Are, are you deaf? And then, of course, there's, you know, act now, ask for forgiveness later. That is the mode of operation that they're currently executing. They, they will assert when they don't have the paper poll box, oh, it was a mistake. I'm uh-uh. sorry. No. They perform an investigation, right? So, but it's intentional. No. It's intentional mm-hmm. because you can't be that stupid. You can't be right. that stupid to not have contingency. Who's running your operation? If you're that stupid and not have, to not have contingency, seriously, you need to replace them all. It's not, it's not right. about incompetence. It's intentional. No, it's, it's, it's intentional, intentional, and it's like a gaffe. A gaffe's not a thing, okay? It's like the COVID. It's not a thing. A gaffe is not a thing. You got caught, and the audience didn't like what you had to say, or you lied, and you're like, oops, it's a gaffe. No, that's not the Use, change your language, people. Don't fall into the trap that they're telling you, and then you have to call people out on their stuff. Maureen, I gotta bring on Reverend Bill Cook. So, do you want it's to okay. you want to give the website or plug anything? And then you and I are gonna be doing these more often uh, because there's there's too much and not enough time to uh, left before we have to we, we yeah, run no, into some we, real we'll problems here. Yeah. Yeah. No. So everybody should be able to go to Take Back Berks. I think I'm also running point um, for Pennsylvania just to be able to farm folk out to points of contact of various counties. But come to TakeBackBerks.com. Right. Um, you can sign up either subscription or via contact. Everything is fine. Uh, a little kerfuffle today, but everything is fine. And then hopefully <laughs> folk are joining your your weekly calls because we do need to build a network. And what right. we're experiencing here, possibly in Berks County, is something that, you know, maybe up in New York, Orange County, they can learn from us. I'm also running points in New York, right? So they can learn from us, right? So, so let's collaborate, right? Let's share our war stories, but also our successes, right? Um, and yeah. leverage one another because we need, we need support. We need to come back to, to a team, all right? Yeah, power's in our numbers, people. So it's time to literally start showing up and we're giving you that opportunity. Maureen's part of our leadership group. She helps me run the meeting. She actually, she does, she she runs it like a, like a military operation, I tell you. So, and these are, these are on Tuesdays that we do them at 5 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. Eastern. And we want anybody that literally is ready to get onto the playing field, right? It, it doesn't matter what level we're going to, we're going to put you, match you up with the different people in the States that you need, depending on what you're looking for. That's all part of a Save My Freedom movement because we, we need to bring together the different, uh, we call them, we're calling them warriors. Are you a soldier? Like, yeah. what do you want to be? Do you want to be a digital, do you want to be a digital warrior? Okay, fine. It, you just need to identify what level of effort you want to do every single day and then yes. go ahead and, and we're going to, we're going to give you the plan for that. And we're going to get you in, involved with the right people in order to uh, make that happen. So just go Agreed. to our take action menu, right? You're going to go to everything home about us.com. It shows you on there to join the meeting. There's another one that we do on Thursdays and join the newsletter uh, that way you can get around the censorship because that's a huge issue. You know, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when it's going to happen to you or you're going to send yours out and all of a sudden nobody's going to see it. And um, then you could join the meetings. You can join the actual group. And I'm telling you, this is what, this is what's going to make the big difference because we're going to, we're going to do strategy solutions and get you hooked up with different groups, depending on what you need. And, and it's very simple, but we just need you to show up. The only thing to do at this point is we just got to get you committed to show up. So um, Maureen, thank you so much for everything that you're doing. And I got to, I got to bring on uh, Reverend Bill Cook here. All good. So thank you. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, ma'am. Bye. Bye. Oh, so, so in fuego today. So in fuego. So I, I am over on these segments and I apologize. 
um, it's just, it's a, like, again, not a lot of time, not a lot of time. So I'm going to bring on Reverend Bill Cook and um, we're going to let him, we're going to hopefully he has, 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 can give us a little extra time here. So I'm going to do his intro and I didn't do any commercials for uh, any of the stuff, but I'm just going to plug real quick. I would love for you guys to go over to our marketplace. Now the marketplace has all kinds of different well-known websites and brands, right? We've talked about this many, many times. There's about 65 different ones. My pillows on there. Steve Stern, the flagship company you can use, and, and you know, all kinds of discounts. You've got brighttownstore.com. You've got My Patriot Supplies. So you can get your food. You can get your supplements. We just added Dr. Artist, who was on our talk or on our TV show on Friday. That's episode 328 over on brighttown.tv. It's an incredible episode. We just added his line, his products, his supplements. That's promo code HOME. Most of the promo codes are HOME, H-O-M-E. Or promo code HOME10, a lot of them off or anywhere from 5 to 10 to 20% off discount. Some of them are more than that. Just go over to the Marketplace tab. I put it towards the top of that take action menu, everythinghomeaboutus.com. And uh, get, the, get trustworthy products and services from all kinds of different partners that are a part of our platform. And we're also giving 2 to 20% of the total purchase, depending on which company you're buying from to our nonprofit partners, helping vets, pets, kids, and freedom, primarily freedom. We're focusing on the freedom because they are not the ones that are getting the big money like Planned Parenthood gets $500 million of your tax dollars every year. And you've got groups like Maureen, Take Back Burks. She's self-funding all of that just because she wants to take back her community. She don't get no money from big GOP donors. She don't get no money from the government. She don't get, she doesn't get any of that stuff, but she's doing it because she cares and she knows that's what it's going to take to make a difference. So we're trying to help those groups by you just buying things that you normally buy. Uh, we just put it all through the marketplace. So go over there and check them all out. Again, um, all the great stuff, even my pillow, you know, under attack, Walmart threw his, 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 uh, his arse out of there. So get all those up, you know, buy one, get ones, all those incredible discounts, great products. Love the sheets, love the towels. So go to the Marketplace tab. It shows on there. Marketplace tab. I put it towards the top. Everything home about us.com, your take action menu. All right. So let me bring on Reverend Bill Cook. I'm going to do his intro for you because it's a real good one. He's the founder and CEO of America's Black Robe Regiment, a national association of clergy who seek to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our prosperity. He has a I added a couple things in this. He has held a variety of pastoral positions over the past 26 years. He served as an assistant campus minister and director of student life at Regent University, which Michelle Bachman's over there now, in Virginia Beach for seven years, and subsequently an associate pastor for three different churches, spanning a period of more than 15 years. The reason why I did that is because I want you to know that he was actually a practicing preacher, like in a church, okay? In a past life, this was interesting, he was employed by various well-known IT and defense contractors supporting the government's intelligence community and three-letter agencies. Hmm. Since 2012, he's been focusing on activating and mobilizing clergy and their congregations to secure the blessings of liberty. Finally, somebody who's getting the churches to act up, well, shall I say, wake up and do their job because they haven't been for a long time. Just a little bit of history, and this is important. The term Black Robe Regiment is a derogatory 18th century British reference to the black-robed American clergy, who they accurately credited with the rebellion and formation of the political worldview that ignited a war for independence and eventually formed the basis of American government. 
American clergy were the true fathers of the republic. They did not divorce politics and religion, church and state, but denounced the separation as ungodly. And when circumstances dictated, called the men of their flocks to war and deftly plied both saber and flintlock on the battlefield. America's Black Robed Regiment seeks to honor their legacy by inspiring the new great awakening and asserting our own and the vital leadership and influence of the church in civic or shall I say civil government. Huh. Kind of like the missing puzzle piece to all this. The churches, you wonder why they wanted them shut down. Audience, a big round of applause for a faith and freedom fighting, God and country loving, masses motivating, congregation uniting, action taken, history sharing, clergy activating, God sharing, scripture spreading. America saving revolutionary reverend. <laughs> reverend Bill Cook, how are you? I'm great. It's it's wonderful to be with you. I love that introduction. That was incredible. You you're welcome. Uh, and uh, I do that for my special guests because not only do I want to give them uh, kudos for what they're doing, but um, uh, it's almost like a hey. Thank you for thank you for sacrificing while the rest of a majority of people are sitting on the sidelines and um, shouldn't be right. Well, so when when people like yourself are stepping up to the plate and are are going the extra, oh shall I say the the extra yard? They're they're putting in all this extra work, and then we're actually the people that are sitting on the sidelines that are that are reaping the benefits. That's kind of not fair. So at least I can do a celebrate you. Mm-hmm for a quick little second and throw in a bunch of adjectives. Right. Just say how well, awesome I'm, you are. I'm honored. Really I really appreciate do. it. It's the least I can do. It's, you're kind of describing an NFL football game. Where, in the situation you described, it's kind of like an NFL football game where there's 60 people in the stands who are desperately in need of exercise, and there's 24 people on the field who are desperately in need of rest. And uh, <laughs> if, if uh, the fans would trade places with the players, it might just take a lot of the burden off of them. But you know, sports analogies, uh, Reverend, is is apparently what penetrates for people, right? Because they are they uh, that seems to be a priority for people is to watch sports, right? And um, right. that seems to be so. It, so you just have to t- if you want to get in touch with people, you have to use these analogies because apparently it's what they relate to. I mean, look what look what uh, all the the bad things the NFL has done and stood for, but people still love their their love their Sunday football. Okay. Right. So, you know, if, if you want to get in front of people and you want to maybe reach them, penetrate, you, you gotta, you gotta speak their language. So I like to try to keep things simple. I like to do the analogy. So we'll, we'll mm. we're going to, that's why Amen. we started using playing field. So maybe that'll, maybe that'll catch the attention of some people, right? Cause obviously um, what we've been doing in the past isn't well, working so much. Well, the American founding was much like that. If you look at the history of, of, of the founding and the role that the clergy played. They were not just, they were not just incidental to the American war for independence. They didn't just show up um, after the game was already underway. Uh, it, even in its very beginning, Pastor Jonas Clark, who pastored the Church of Christ in Lexington, he was regarded the most influential politician and churchman in Lexington and Concord. And on the eve of April 19, 1775, which is the day of the Battle of Lexington, Clark was entertaining in his home two Boston patriots who most people will know their names, Sam Adams and John Hancock, at his parsonage. When Paul Revere arrived around midnight with news of General Gage's 
approach and plan to capture those two men, to, to return with those two men in stocks. And when asked by one of his guests about the combat readiness of Lexington's men, Clark did not say, I delegate that responsibility to the laity. Responded, I have trained them for this very hour. And then one year later in his anniversary sermon, which was titled The Fate of Bloodthirsty Oppressors, Clark prophesied, from this day shall be dated the liberty of the world. And we, we know that, uh, you know, there are many nations that the level of freedom they enjoy is because of the liberty we have in America. And, um, you know, while liberty hangs in the balance in America, liberty the world over hangs in the balance. So, but Clark wasn't the only one. When pastors Philip, when Philip Payson of Chelsea, Massachusetts, who initially was against fighting the British, and Benjamin Balch of Danvers, Massachusetts, heard about what, what had happened in Lexington, they didn't uh, delegate their sacred duty to defend liberty to members of their churches, but shouldered their own arms and led the men of their flocks in ambushing the British along the road back to Boston, which is today known as Battle Road, and they left the British with 324 casualties. I believe the Americans, the Americans suffered about 92 that day. Pastor Sam Haven of Portsmouth, New Hampshire, didn't, he didn't say, I'm called to preach the gospel, not fight tyranny. But he immediately began manufacturing ammunition for the Patriots and organized and led a major effort to manufacture saltpeter to supply them with gunpowder. Now, this, this is an interesting, this is kind of a fun story. Pastor Joab Houghton of New Jersey, uh, he didn't say, I'm too busy pastoring First Baptist Church in, in New Jersey to become entangled in the affairs of a town located more than 10 days away by horseback, which is about how far Lexington is from where he was in, in uh, it was um, Hopewell, New Jersey. But church services having ended, and as people having been dismissed, Pastor Houghton uh, climbed up on the top of the massive stone block in front of his meeting house, which was used by ladies to mount their horses. He called the people together and reported the news and declared, men of New Jersey, the Redcoats are murdering our brethren of New England. Who follows me to Boston? And every, every man in his flock answered the call and said, I do, and followed him to Boston to fight the British. Now, at the end of the end of the uh, end of Patrick Henry's speech in the Virginia House of Burgesses, when he motioned that Virginia counties form militia by adopting a state of defense, Pastor Peter Muhlenberg of Woodstock, also a member of that August body, did not assume that clergy had no business entangling themselves in the dirty business of politics, but he seconded Henry's motion, and while he was there in Richmond responded in the affirmative to Washington's request that he raise in command the 8th Virginia Regiment. He led a very successful career. But, but I could go on. There are, there, are, there, are, there are story after story after story of clergy who, who had, they had faithfully preached the whole counsel of God, including the political worldview and the founding charters for many years. And um, when the war started, they were really the first ones. They were the vanguard of the American Revolution. They led, their, they led the men of their churches into battle. There's, there's so many amazingly inspiring stories about what clergy did. And we're just saying today in, their, in America's Black Robe Regiment, um, while we still have a, a semblance of freedom in America, 
Let's stand up and, and contend for liberty. Liberty is sacred. It's precious. It's worth more than life itself. And, you know, it's, it's being destroyed. Uh, it's being systematically destroyed. And we should all be exerting ourselves. We should all be giving whatever we can to stop what is happening, to prevent it and reverse the course of what's happening in our nation. So since we're talking about clear, clergy, um, let's call them out, okay? I, at, at this point in the game, uh, you know, we, we're, we're calling out the rhinos. We're calling out the people that we didn't think necessarily were rhinos. But that it, right. my theory is that there's an R next to your name. You're a rhino, and two, you prove to me you're not. And I'm, I'm still waiting for <laughs> quite a few people, at least here in, in Arizona, Mara Corruption County, where I am, to prove to me that they're now not a rhino just because they're Republican based on their what they say and how they voted just recently. Okay. So I'm still waiting. Right. right. I'm, I'm uh, so let's, I'm going to put that out there for everybody. So pastors, clergy, um, well, uh, two years ago, let's say, what is it? March, 2020, they all eagerly with almost like welcoming arms, shut down their churches. There was only a handful right. of, of them across yeah, the and, whole and, country, okay? And then I'm gonna I'm setting you up for this. That was across sure. the whole country that said, "Oh no, I am not." I mean, especially the ones that have the big ones, like the Joel Osteens and these big, big uh, conglomerates. They were very happy to shut down, and um, and then even you know, and of course, smaller ones. There's only a handful that did, uh, and 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 now, of course, that they're all. You know, well, then they're worried about their 501c3 status because they're worried about money. Their, their obligation, and correct me if I'm wrong, an, an obligation of a pastor is to be there for the people in their community, especially in times of need, uh, especially if it's not coming out of, it's not like not coming out of his pocket. The, the, the people are paying for the church. So why would you, you shut right. down the, the church that the people are paying for? So it's almost like a double whammy. Uh, of them getting yeah. the uh, getting the the, the parishioner's finger, and it's not the one that is telling them they're number one when it's the people's house, the people's money, and they said, "No, we're just going to shut it down." Especially when you need us the most. Right. Well, you know, the Book of Hebrews says very clearly, "Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together." That's what the writer said. It's the Word of God, and it, it's not. It's not a polite suggestion for the church to meet if God didn't say, but if there's ever a a pandemic, you know, you're free to not meet and you're free to social distance. God didn't say that. And so what happened was pastors reacted either in fear, fear of reprisals from the government or fear of fear of a virus that was that was blown way out of proportion. And they began to obey fear. Rather than rather than the word of God, and so what the script Jesus talked about two kinds of shepherds. He talked about uh, shepherds who a good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep, which Jesus exemplified, and shepherds that are called hirelings. They're, they're, they do it for the money. They're just in it for the for the reputation, the money, and the and the fringe benefits of being a pastor. And um, when when the going gets rough, and when the, when threats appear then they're they're off they're gone you know they they abandon their post they abandon their duty and they they leave the church to wolves 
And the church was definitely attacked by wolves in the last two years. There's no doubt about it. Um, there was a there was an intensive attack on the Church of Jesus Christ in this country, and the pastors in this in America had an opportunity to be heroes in the midst of all of this, to say no, we're not doing that. That's not what the Word of God tells us to do. We're going to obey the Word of God. And the other thing that should have been happening in in pastors, I believe, is 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 discernment. I mean, when I when I heard mm-hmm. about COVID the very first time when I saw the scary image that the, the mainstream media was putting up on you know, on reports about this, this spiked virus that was coming, and it was terrible. Um, it looked like an undersea ship mine from World War II to me. And I thought, they're just trying to create a panic over this thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, and immediately I knew it. I just, it's, it's, it's a whole thing that's fake. And one of the ways you know that, that you can tell that, is you, you have to, you have to consider that the media had, during the first four, during the four years of the Trump administration, had lied to the American people incessantly. So our media is not media anymore. They don't no. channel news. Essentially, what they do is they 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 are spreaders of propaganda. And um, so, I, why would I listen to anything they say? If it comes out of the mouth of someone in the mainstream media, it's a lie. At some level, it's a lie. So why am I going to listen to it and believe it? And, and time you has said, proven you're out. Being kind. Um, you're being kind, Reverend. You said some level. Yeah. I would say at 99% of the level, it, it is a lie. Now, um, hold that thought right. for a second. So um, I I'm, I'm, I'm tapped way too much into your segment, but and, and then I've got Robert on. I know he's on a tight time crunch. So can you come back and join us at 2.30? Would you be willing to do that? Is that open with your schedule? And we can uh, take you, you like for another 20, 25 minutes? my time. Yeah, 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 like 30 time. minutes. Yeah. Can you come back? Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Okay, let's do that because then we can, we can knock it out. Dial for like, in again? Yeah, yeah, just call back in because I want to give uh, – I got to get Robert in because I know that he said he's, he's got to get in and out. And then if you come back at 530 your time, we'll pick up where you left off. We'll get deeper into what the America's Black Robe Regiment is all about and how people can keep mm-hmm. their clergy and their pastors accountable and maybe they need to, as I encourage them, if your church closed, you need to find another church. Stop giving these people money and, right. and go with the ones that are actually supporting you and believe in God and aren't about it yeah, for the we, control and the money. That's how you, the, that's how the, you, that's how you yeah. get, you want to, you want to, you want to uh, defeat the, the monster and the beast, take away their money and watch how fast they crumble. So Amen. Um, yeah, take away their money be, and give it to us because we need money to yeah. do what we're doing. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, so, all right. So Reverend Bill Cook, America's uh, Black Robe Regiment is going to be back at 2.30 uh, Pacific time, 5.30 Eastern time. We're going to take this conversation to a whole new level. So uh, make sure you stay, stay here. But if you have to come, if you have to come back, come back. So we'll be, we'll be back with Reverend Bill here shortly. Thank you so much, my friend. This, that, that's, we're going to get here. So, so you, know, you might want to, you might want to have, uh, you might want to get ready. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm going to unlash some wrath. Okay. Cause I've had it. I've had it, and I'm glad that you're going to go down the journey with me. Um, all right, so we're going to have him back on uh, here shortly. So I'm going to bring on Robert Beatles, and this is important because Robert's coming from the private sector, but he also um, in, in so many different capacities because all of the people that you've, you've heard today, it's amazing how they're all, they're all on the same page. They're all fighting a similar battle but in different ways, and it's important to get this information from all different, different aspects 
because it matters, because you can find solutions that way. Because it, when you're dealing with action takers and people that are stepping onto the playing field that actually are sacrificing their time, their effort, their own money, uh, you have you get solutions. That's like well, business people. They solve problems. Government creates problems, okay? So Robert Beatles, he is a Christian husband, father, successful serial entrepreneur, seasoned business builder, investor, philanthropist, and prominent blockchain cryptocurrency educator on TV, YouTube, trading view session, biz TV, and throughout the world. Beatles has built, I love that. I'm just going to call him Beatles. I love that. Beatles has built several multi-million dollar companies, owns numerous patents, trademarks, helps develop business concepts, ideas, projects, and works with various diverse clients, including the U.S. government. Trust me, I already tried to get some information out of him. He said, Michelle, you don't need to know because it's on a need-to-know basis, so I tried. He's a prominent leader in the grassroots movement and created Till.net for precinct committeemen and other action takers from all over the country to communicate, strategize, mobilize, and save America. Audience, a big round of applause for a country loving and saving, faith and freedom fighting, masses gathering, community communicating, common sense cap wearing, grassroots engaging, rhino slaying, business building, Christian believing, action taking, problem solving, passionate and patriotic America. Robert, welcome to the Everything Home Talk radio show. How are you, my friend? Hey, Michelle, I'm doing great. That's a tough, that's a, that's a tough intro to follow. So you can just call me Beatles. All that other stuff doesn't really matter. We're all in the fight together. Right, Beatles. But I wanted people to understand. I need them to understand a little bit of background about the guests because I want them to pay attention. And, and then they say, well, how do, well, who's this guy? What does he know? Well, kind of he does know. Kind of he's in the fight. And this is the background. So I think it's important. So people just because, you know, they always they always want to be validated, right? Not you, but people need to have that. And I don't, as long as you're yeah. saying what, what works to me, awesome. Like, hey, what's your title? I said, it doesn't matter. What does it matter what my title is? Does it matter if it's CEO or president or if it's the janitor? The check still is good, right? So what do you care what the title is that, that I'm attached to? It doesn't matter. So, you know, we're we trying to get people away from that. But then again, you want the cake, I'm going to give you the cake, right? So if I give you the cake, will you pay attention? If I give you the cake, will you show up? I'm like, will you get off your arse if I give you the cake? They said, yes, okay, well, here's all the cake in the world. Now, let's actually go ahead and, and get things under control here because that's what, the, what is, is the fact that it's out of control. Speaking of out of control, you're in Nevada. You just had a primary. And I'd asked you, I think it was the day after, I said, are the results ever going to come in? Well, not really anytime soon. Uh, and I haven't heard anybody um, in, uh, you know, the, tr- the traditional mainstream, you know, like you just kind of dip in and just see what, what are these idiots talking about. I haven't heard anyone really mention much about Nevada, uh, like election results, things that you think would be important. So you want to get you want to start with a, an update on what's going on in Nevada, because I know that there was some problems there. Yeah, it's uh, completely uncertifiable. So there's no way to certify this election uh, legally. Um, if people remember the 2020 election, um, everybody was you know, thinking that somebody else was going to save us. Somebody else was going to approve this injustice and was going to you know, basically solve the problem for us. We saw person after person after person just, just fail. A lot of people raised money, disappeared. Nothing seemed to come of it. And then the lawsuits that did go forward, you know, they were dismissed because they were poorly written or they say no standing, right? So this time I decided to get involved. And so since uh, around January of 2021, 
my team and I, we dug through Nevada. We looked to see exactly how they, how they stole the election, who did it, how they did it, and how to keep it from happening again. So we proved it out, showed that there was mass, you know, just fraud in our election system here in Nevada. Um, you know, nobody wants to cover it. And then people would just say I was an election denier. So I, I challenged it. I put it up on the website and said, here's $30,000 to prove me wrong. And then they stopped calling me um, an election de- denier. They stopped mentioning it all together because <laughs> they have all the proof in the world that they stole the 2020 and $30,000 just to prove me wrong. Right. So started off with that. And then uh, we sued uh, Nevada and uh, Washoe County, Clark County for uh, meaningful observation in the state of Nevada because we were not allowed that last election. They kicked us out for 10 days. You know, they would kick us out. They wouldn't let us see anything. So we sued and we won, regardless of what the press says. So I put teams in place um, in Clark County and Washoe County uh, since before the election, all the way through this entire election process, people working within the Register of Voters, observers uh, through the counting and tabulation, the transferring of ballots, you name it, total top-notch surveillance team outside, inside, everywhere. You know, amazing volunteers and then also amazing teams. We documented, documented the entire election process, and there is no way you could possibly certify this election. They've literally, from, from day one, they made it completely uncertifiable when they broke the secret ballot provision of the NRS. So everybody's supposed to feel safe and secure in their vote. They're supposed to feel safe and secure uh, through the election process. Well, there's like five regulations in the NRSs before the Nevada uh, regulation statutes. So before they even started the election, they had already broke the election because they literally, on the, the ballots, envelopes, so you put your ballot in the envelope, and thanks to AB 321, everybody's supposed to mail their ballots, has your name on it, has your party information on it. It says um, your precinct number. It has your, your voter ID information. It has a barcode people can scan and literally vote for you all on the ballot, all on the ballot envelope. So, huh. you know, we, we start there. Then we found out um, through all of our people that the machines that they say are not hooked up to the Internet, guess what? We've, we have the assistant registered voters confirming that they're hooked up to the Internet. Uh, the EMS machine, the voting machines, um, we have uh, videos and audio of all that stuff. We have absolutely zero chain of custody of any ballot in Washoe County alone, and much of the same problem in Clark County. So every single ballot that came into the registered voters to be tabulated, no chain of custody. And we, all of it's videoed, all of it's photoed. We can prove that not a single one of those ballots can be trusted. We have the state of Nevada or sorry, it was the DMV, as well as the Secretary of State, that acknowledged that 44,000 voters were disenfranchised by the DMV, where they literally moved somebody from Republican or Democrat to nonpartisan, meaning that they can't even vote in anything other than nonpartisan races. So they couldn't vote for a governor, they couldn't vote for senator, they couldn't vote for, you know, a ton of different things that, you know, that are out there, Secretary of State, AG, Congress, all that stuff. 44,000 people were disenfranchised wow. right out the gate. You know, then we've got, um, they're supposed to have equal representation within the register of voters, people that are counting and tabulating the ballots. They were mostly union workers, mostly liberals. I didn't see a single, we didn't see a single conservative in there. So you didn't have both party representations in there when they're basically counting our most precious voice, our vote. Um, we've, we've done an electronic canvas of people that have called, or sorry, we've called and done an electronic canvas of people that voted in this primary that are Republicans to see if they voted the same way that it's being reported. And it's off by a minimum of 50%, meaning that five zero 
uh, say five zero. Yeah, five zero. Yeah, yeah. So say for instance, uh, you take like Joey Gilbert. They try to say that he lost to Joe Lombardo. Impossible. Half the votes that Lombardo supposedly got go right over to Gilbert's column. So we can prove all this stuff. We can show that they were segregating voters by party. In other words, uh, Republicans, you use this machine right here to vote on. Republicans, you put your ballots in this box right here. You can't do that. But it literally says that right on the envelopes. I mean, there's just so many things I could be here for hours going through, you know, like a thousand affidavits that we have. These are all under perjury, by the way. Every single one of them is, you know, an observer observing these things. And so this election from right out the gate is impossible to certify. So my attorneys are hitting the Secretary of State uh, today or tomorrow explaining all the issues, that there's no way to certify this. Um, you know, then we've got, they're supposed to canvas or do a certification of the canvas, basically locking in the results on Friday. There's no way they can lock in the results on Friday because this, this complete election is a fraud and we can prove it across, you know, a thousand affidavits, right? We can show how they broke every single basic like election law. <laughs> this, this cannot be certified. This was to certify it on Friday. So I'm telling all of our candidates, so in addition to all the election integrity stuff that I've been working on with our incredible team, I've also been helping about 50 candidates across the state of Nevada. And so for any of them that lost, which none of them did, but let's just say you know, they, they say that they lost, uh, they're going to contest the election. And we're going to have election contest, um, contestations across the entire state of Nevada showing how untrustworthy these elections are, showing how illegitimate they are and how they cannot be certified and how this 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 farce this uh this bill that was introduced called ab 321 that makes it basically legal for the state to flood the entire state with with mail-in ballots no id required literally people can just you know vote for anybody uh, it is the most absurd asinine thing that that's ever been done and that's why we're number 50 for election integrity according to rasmussen so this election can't be certified. The results are garbage. You can't trust any of it. The people that think that, hey, well, Beatles, you know, some of these people that you were talking about, they actually won. Um, okay, maybe they won, you know, on paper right now in the primary, but they're going to use the same system to remove them in mm-hmm. the general. And then we're going to end up with more CRT in our schools and more commies on Capitol Hill and all these other places that we didn't vote for. And I can prove if you just go to OperationSunlight.com, you can see the 2020 election results for Nevada, what they're really supposed to be. And this doesn't take into, into account the actual uh, mail-in ballot scam that they run. And you'll see that it is ridiculous how much they cheat. And they have to cheat because they have horrible candidates and horrible ideas. And nobody wants this crap. They show people that didn't campaign a day in their life winning by more votes than like the governor candidates that are out there every day, right, like Joey. I mean, it's just like school boards. You can see how they're taking over the school boards uh, through, through the theft of these elections to install these CRT people to poison our kids. And then they install judges that you would go to for recourse, and then they install their little CRT cronies there as judges as well. So the parents have no recourse at the school board, and they have no recourse when you go in front of a judge. And then, of course, you have no recourse when you try to go in front of a governor or somebody like that because guess what? They've all been installed as well. And this isn't hyperbole. We can prove all of this stuff. And so uh, they went from calling me the crazy you know, election denier to now they just say I'm a, a crazy right-winger that uh, supports candidates across the state. Uh, which I'm not a right-winger at all. I'm a constitutionalist. My, my great-uncle has been Franklin. 
So he was the first American. I don't want to be the last American. And I'm not right wing. I'm not left wing. I believe that we, if we follow the Constitution, we wouldn't be in the mess that we're in. The problem that we have is nobody follows the Constitution, and they all want to complain about wanting to change it. It's like there's nothing to change. Why don't you try to mm-hmm. follow it? We wouldn't be in this mess. So, anyways, that's a short little ramble for you on, on catching up on where we're at in the great state of Nevada. It's, it's, it's not unbelievable because if nothing had been resolved from what we know that transpired in 2020, why would somebody who's nefarious, who's a criminal, who upside to, keep, to do what they, they do for a living, right? This is what they do. Uh, why would you stop doing it if it worked before and nobody punished you? There was no recourse. So now you have two more years of plotting planning, strategizing, two more years of money being put in the system, two more years of kind of seeing what works in, in what and adding new new things to to your methods that you had in 2020. So all these people that are saying, oh, we're going to have a red wave in 2022. Uh, how? You still have machines. You just proved it. You just proved uh, that uh, what you're going to get the same of. Why would you not get more? You just It just happened a week ago. Maureen was on earlier. She just proved to you because they had a huge problem with machines in Berks County. So they had to shut down the voting. Hmm, Sounds familiar and extend it. And then of course, in Georgia, when you've got uh, Kemp getting 72% of the vote, when the guy didn't, uh, his people that were showing up for his events, there were like 20 and 30, maybe 50 people. And he got 72% of the votes. No, that's not how it works. That's that's impossible. That's like Joe Biden, six people in circles, and Trump has 50,000 people, yet Biden had 81 million votes. It's not factual. It's not not accurate. So people need to get their their, their heads checked in, in the right direction here because you're going to have more, you're going to have more corruption and fraud than you did in 2020 because you're, they have more time, more money, and you're proving it by what just happened literally last week. Yeah, the, the, the elephant in the room that nobody wants to discuss is we literally have one criminal organization posing as two political parties. And so what you have is Republicans using the same system as the Democrats. Maybe they take turns. Maybe they, in a, mm-hmm. in a dark, shady room, they decide who's going to be the candidate that wins this time. So when they say, well, we're going to have this big red wave – you know, and some of these, you know, Republicans are winning. We had a we had a ton of Republicans in office through 16 through 20. What did they do for us under Trump's, you know, um, last election? It was obvious he won. Where was all the Republican leadership? They all wanted him out. There was only a handful mm-hmm. that stood up, and we see that same thing here, where these so-called Republicans or whatever you want to call them, rhinos, whatever, we'll just call them traitors. You know, they're, yeah. they're okay with this. They don't stand up for this. They put forward, you know, crappy lawsuits that fail, and they say, well, you know, if you give us more money, we'll do something next time. They raised like a quarter billion dollars for election integrity. Where did that money go? You know, I'm talking about the Republican side of things. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It's, it is a huge problem that has to be addressed, and the only way it's going to get fixed is through God and us. We cannot look at the Republicans, the establishment, to, to do anything for us. We can't look to... Um, you know, like pretty much anybody other than God does. Like we had to get involved. We had to be able to document everything out. Now we have to use the candidates to contest this, to basically expose it across the state, as well as all of our, our legal proceedings and everything else that we're doing. And if enough people 
wake up, stand up, and speak out, this ends. Because like my good friend Bobby Python says, we outnumber them 60,000 to one if only 10% mm-hmm. of us stand up. That's a lot. So it's really up to us. I mean, if people just keep, you know, they get a little depressed, like, oh, well, you know, my guy lost. And, you know, I, it doesn't make any sense. You know, he had all the support in the world. And the guy he lost to, he didn't campaign a day in his life. But I guess that's just the way it is. I'm going to go kick rocks. No, you have to stand up. You have to say, this is corrupt. I call BS. I mean, look what they're doing to our country. Look what they're doing to our world. People, they can't afford milk. They can't afford gas. They can't afford rent. They can't afford a house. This is crazy policies by crooked politicians that are doing this to us. And until we fix our elections, nothing else matters. Nothing matters. It's like you tell people, it's like you fix, you fix the elections and you fix everything. Because until you do that, you know, they're just going to keep taking everything until there's nothing left. We're going to end up speaking Mandarin in two years. They're literally going to take the entire country from us. They're going for our guns pretty soon. You know, I mean, they're, they're literally taking everything. They're making it to where people can't even live. You know, they're, they're destroying the, the supply chains, and they always have a, you know, <laughs> some spin they put on things. But this is a self-engineered, you know, catastrophe that's happening right now by these so-called politicians, these so-called public servants. And, and this has to end. And the only way it's going to end is that for people to stop complaining about it and actually stand up and say enough and show up. And that's what we've been doing here in several spots in, in Nevada. Um, you know, we've overturned, you know, a bunch of, uh, you know, politicians. We've overturned, like, central committees. You know, we've done all kinds of things because we show up in mass and, you know, we just, you know, just lay it out there for them peacefully. This, none of this ever has to be violent. It can always be peaceful. But the thing is, is we need more people out there all saying, um, you know, all having the evidence, all making up, all doing their own due diligence, all coming to the same conclusion or their own conclusion, whatever, it doesn't matter as long as they're looking at the same evidence and saying enough, we can't take any more of this corruption. And until they do that, it's just going to get worse and worse. So just complaining from your couch or complaining from your, your favorite recliner or complaining to your, your family and friends isn't going to do it. They have to actually get involved. And I know they're, they're busy, you know, with their lives, but if they stop and realize, why are they so busy? Why do they need more money? Why do they need another job? It's because mm-hmm. their elections are rigged. And until they come to that realization, they're just, it's going to get harder and harder and harder to the, part, to the point where they're going to be homeless for the most part because that's where this whole thing is going is to where essentially government is in charge of everything and they own everything. And we're literally, you know, like the, we're literally the greatest experiment in the history of the world. This is the first time in, 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 in the world where people actually own things. You know, or they didn't, you know, have a, a ruler, a king. And we're going backwards right now because of these stolen elections. And until people wake up to that and stand up to it, you know, it's only going to get worse. And so right now is it is that moment. Right now in Nevada, this unfolds everything for the entire country. We, we expose it here. They can copy-paste this in all 50 states, right? So right now is, is the time. If we allow this to go just like they did in 2020, it's over, you know, just – uh, I don't know what to tell you. Otherwise, it's, <laughs> yeah, they think it's bad now. It's going to get so much worse. So now is the time to get involved, to, to stand up and to speak out and say we're not going to take this crap anymore. You're 100%, like 200% correct. I just want to let that seep in for people, let that penetrate, um, because it really – the perfect thing that you said was um, people are worried about, oh, I'm, I'm having to work another job or I'm too busy working. Like you said, I'm too busy doing this. That's because of the people that are been selected to be in those positions that are making those decisions that are causing the issues that you're 
experiencing as to why you have the gas price where it is, why you're paying so much in, in taxes, why, you, why you're wondering, well, I've gone, I've gone to three grocery stores just to try to find milk that's not expired, okay? And you're going, this is insane. And you're wondering why you're so busy and you don't have time to take care of things that are going in your own community. You summed it up brilliantly. And again, you can't wait until people are like, oh, well, then, it, you know, get engaged. But, you know, you just, you just be a poll worker so you don't have to do anything till November. No, 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 no. You don't have time to wait till November. It has to be now. There has to be now. You, have to be, you need to be doing these take action things now because if it's only where you're bringing in other people into your world, you're digging deep into your own network of people and having those conversations to wake up more people. You gave it another great example of Bobby Python said, if we only had 10% of the people show up, we outnumber them 60,000 to one. Well, we need to find those people, right? We need to get those people all ready to go and engage now because what happens after 22 months, Robert, and you got 22 months after the November 3rd election, what happens to those ballots uh, after 22 months? Do you want to enlighten the audience as to what happens to ballots 22 months after the November 3rd of 2020 election? Yeah, they destroy them. You know, mm-hmm. and the thing is, is they don't have to destroy them, but they just, it's, it's stuff that they write into statutes. Um, yeah, they should preserve those records, you know, for decades. They shouldn't, there's no reason to destroy them. Um, there's, there's absolutely no reason. And, and they, they can't wait until November. Like I've said for, you know, for years, I'm like, they use the primaries to prune the Patriots, and then they give us Coke and Pepsi in the general. Nothing changes. That's, mm-hmm. that's what happens. You know, if you, if you look to see who these, these candidates are right now that, that they're promoting and pushing. A lot of these people are, you know, I, would, I guess you could call them rhinos. But if you look at the Patriots, the ones that are actually really in it, really trying to do good things, those are the ones that they eliminate in the primaries. And it's, it's right. all through a selection process. So there, there is no time to waste. Like right now, they haven't certified the election. There's no way they can legally. This is the time to get involved. You can't say, oh, well, we'll, we'll get them in November. No, you won't. No, you won't. It's a rapid <laughs> delay. You're like, oh, well, Trump will save us. No, he won't. Trump's not going to save us. I mean, this is up to God and us. You know, I mean, this all happened under Trump's watch. A lot of people don't want to say, oh, Beatles, don't go there. But, I mean, this all happened under his watch. He knew about, you know, the the voting issues back in 2012, 2014. He had EO13, 818, all those things he could have instituted. He could have put National Guards at polling places. He could have done so many different things. And people say, well, you know, it was because, you know, he wanted to wake people up. Okay, well, we're awake, so now it's time to get involved, all right? Because stop saying, you know, like, hey, the the Trump's going to save us. It's like the dude's been telling us they've been rigging elections for freaking 10 years. Here we are. They just rigged another one. Like, uh, stop waiting on Trump. The only one person you should ever put all your faith into is God, not Trump. God, it's up to us. Yeah, you said it. it's, It's up to us. And God, and like I, I, I can't try and try and make this clear God to everybody. First. Yeah, God is, is definitely first. It's pray, play, pray, plan, take action. It has to be in that order because what we've been doing, and when we put, it's like the shell game. We put them in different orders, and then it doesn't work, and that's what we are in the mess that we have now. But what's the interesting thing um, that uh, that people need to kind of get their arms around um, is uh, uh, they keep saying, "Well, you know, God wins. God wins." Well, yeah, he, he does, but are you going to be part of that winning team? It's what I try to explain to people. Because if you're not putting him first, then why should he even let you on the team, right? Because you're not going to be part mm-hmm. of the winning team. And I kind of want to be on that winning team because I know that the team that's going to lose is not going to be 
it's not a team that you want to be a part of. It's like I was saying, I mean, you're, no. you're going to be under the bleachers because you're on the sidelines. You're, you're, on the, you're, in the, you're on the sidelines. You're not on the playing field. But it's going to be worse than just being under the bleachers with the popcorn containers. I mean, it's going to be like a wrap. You know what I mean? You're going, oh, this is not a place that I want, thought I'd hang out in. Like, you don't want to be there. So it's great that God wins. But what about you? And it takes not only putting him first you got to pray, you got to plan, take action. You still got to do the take action part. And that's what Robert is talking about. And he's giving you perfect examples of why you need to, because you know what, there's not a lot of time left, but September is the month where all of a sudden, poof, the ballots can be, oh, I don't know, destroyed, burned, whatever, for the ones that they haven't done that to already, because you know, a bunch of them are already gone. So, um, you know, the clock is a ticking. And I only have a few more minutes here, Robert, and I know you're, you're a busy man. You've got uh, 45 different companies you run. Um, what is your, uh, what is your first success story of what the, of all the different groups that you're working with and things that you've been doing just really since, uh, the past six, 12 months, what is a low hanging fruit success story that you can share where people go, ah, okay, that actually worked. Now I, I can relate. And that's something that I can, that I can understand and something that's attainable. Running for office for people is too much. So what is, a, what is something that you guys have done that seemed to work really well that wasn't uh, as extreme as to running for office? What, what, what do you want to share with people? To kind of like, I, I don't want to say inspiration, but kind of along those lines. Um, take, for instance, uh, last year, we have what's called a central committee, all right, made, made up of precinct committeemen, the, the brilliant and great Dan Schultz, um, you know, has been crying aloud to the heaven for, I don't know, 10, 14 years, something like that, for people to get involved and take back the party from basically the grassroots level up. And so I saw the Central Committee and quickly realized it was like I was looking at D.C. It was filled with rhinos uh, that were leading it. They were literally just talking at people, never listening to people. The people that were there, it was a very small group, maybe 60 people, something like that. Very quiet. It's just being talked down to, had no real say in anything. They were watching, you know, these people basically just dictate to them on, on meaningless things that had nothing to do with what we needed to do in our county. So I organized a group of new precinct committeemen, new patriots who came in there, removed the entire board, replaced the entire board with Patriots, and it's become one of the most active, probably central committees in the country. We've literally created subcommittees within the committee that address everything from election integrity to CRT to helping candidates to registering registering Republicans, you name it. We took back our county. And that was something that really just needed, you know, uh, God and a handful of us to uh, really just make it happen. Um, And then from there, you know, we've, promoted a, a ton of candidates. Um, I helped, you know, probably over 50 candidates just in Nevada alone, not to mention other states. And many of them have taken office. Many of them are taking office. Uh, many of them have won. And we're literally, uh, you know, taking back our, our county. Like I've said before I even knew Dan, you know, if you take back your backyard, you take back it all, right? So you take back your city, mm-hmm. your county, your state, and the Fed. And that's what we're doing. And everybody can do that. But if they just need a, a small win or something like that, uh, they need to go down to these these uh, county supervisor meetings or county commissioner meetings and, and give them an earful right now about, you know, these stolen elections and how these elections can't be trusted and give them facts, give them data, don't just give them opinions, um, you know, enlighten them. Maybe some of them are good. You'll quickly figure out which ones are bad. The ones that are bad, you focus on removing them. And we've been removing right. these county commissioners. 
So we've been removing these, these people that don't that refuse to do the will of the people. They're supposed to be our servants. They forget that. They think that they're our kings. They think that they're our rulers. It's time to remind them that, nope, they got to go. And unless we can really shore up our election system, we're not really going to be able to do it effectively. So that's why I always go back to saying that and unless we fix our elections, if, if we fix our elections, we fix it all. It's really that simple. So just, just get involved with your, at your county level, with your central committee there, and um, you know, start going to county commission meetings. And, and for the love of God, stand out against this election fraud right now. Don't, don't wait. Do it now. And um, let's, let's, let's uh, take this country back peacefully. Yeah, it's totally possible. We've given you tons of examples today. This is another great one where they could take control of the boards, get those people out, but it requires showing up people. You've got to actually step out of the playing field. You've got to show up. So, Robert, we didn't get a chance to talk about pill.net, but I want people to check that out. Plug that real quick, and if there's anything else that you want to plug, please do. And, of course, you're going to come back because there's there's too much you have to deliver to the people. They need to start paying attention and jump on the playing field with you, especially there in Nevada. Yeah, uh, pill.net, uh, we created that basically as an alternative to YouTube where people can stream on it. Uh, that and Foxhole, Dan told me, hey, look, the RNC is not giving us anything for precinct committeemen to be able to organize and strategize. So we built out basically the best of every social media platform in one place. Um, they're on pill, pill groups. Um, I'm also part owner of Gab. So, you know, you can use Gab, use Pilled, use Pilled groups. Uh, and there's a precinct strategy group within PILD that's got, you know, thousands of, of precinct committeemen from across the country there that allows them to organize and strategize and tell them, you know, what works in their area so that way they know maybe what will work in their area. And um, so, yeah, it's, and I'm easy to find. So um, you can find me on Gab, uh, just Robert Beatles. Yeah, Beatles, like B-E-A-D-L-E-S, Beatles, Robert Beatles. Yep. Thank you so much, Robert. Um, I will hope to see you on Tuesday's meeting that we have at 5 p.m. with the Patriot Leaders because uh, we're going to talk about pill.net and some other great things. So uh, thank you so much for coming on. And, um, well, I'm going to have you on again when you when you can because, uh, like you said, time is a fleeting and everybody needs to get off their arses at this point. You know, it's, uh, we don't have a lot of time left to – to save what we have left in the, you know, the four freedoms that we have in this country left. People need yeah. to take it seriously. God bless you. Yep. Yeah. God bless you. God bless the audience. And um, we'll see you tomorrow. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Robert. See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, what a good guy. What a smart man. And you know what? That's an action taker, everybody. That's somebody who is uh, stepping out of the playing field in a leadership position. So it, it doesn't matter if you're, if you want to be a leader or you are a leader. Uh, or if you just want to participate and you're willing to show up, put a little bit of back into it, do the work, it's time now to literally take this seriously and get on the playing field. And you could do that. How do you do it? We're doing it all together. We're bringing the groups. We're bringing people like him. We're bringing people like Reverend Bill Cook, who is um, called back in. So we're going to finish the conversation that we started with him and all of the great guests that you heard today, not to mention the uh, – Many, many guests that we've had on for the past 18 months that we've done this live segment, 933 live segments. It's a lot of content, right? A lot of quality content, trustworthy content, 393 partners that are part of this platform. And we're growing that. Different groups, small businesses, organi- uh, organizations, and uh, incredible groups. Take action people, right? Passionate people, patriots who are ready to step onto that playing field. Again, what you're going to do, you're going to put God first, right? You're going to play, pray, plan, take action. That's what this Joshua moment is all about. Joshua 1, 5 
1-800-273-8255-9. And I'm segueing into that because Reverend Bill Cook is back. He is America's Black Robe Regiment. What they're trying to do, actually I don't want to use the word trying. No more trying, people. There's no trying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. There's no trying in patriotism. So no more trying in patriotism. There's no more trying. It's either you're a patriot or a traitor at this point, right? That's just basically what it is. So are you, are you going to get on the playing field? Are you ready to take that stab? Because all you're doing, it, and, and tech, think of it this way. Think of it as a self-serving operation because you're thinking, what's in it for me? Oh, you just saved your freedom. You saved your business. You saved your community. And uh, you're not going to be in the gulag somewhere with uh, somebody jamming a non-vaccine bioweapon in you. How about that? How about that? That's why you do it. No, forget about the future generations. Forget about your kids. Forget about that. Just focus on yourself. That's all that it's going to take for you to get onto the playing field and actually join and participate because it's going to take numbers, right? Yeah, it's, it's going to, obviously we've got to put God, he's got to do it first. He's going to do it anyway. But do you want to be a part of the winning team? Or are you going to be, like we said, on the sidelines? You don't want to be on the sidelines on this, on, on this losing team. It's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be pretty because this literally is a spiritual war, uh, battle between good and evil. And that's the tools that we're giving you with the whole Joshua Moment series. So I want you to go to everythinghomeaboutus.com. And if you click on the top tab, it'll say Joshua Moment series. There's three episodes that you can listen to. It gives you the tools and tips and all the information. And then Lucy and I we were part of the Defend Your Voice virtual summit. We did a two-hour um, video presentation, interactive. It was so much fun. So check that out. And we're adding more to it. And we're doing Friday, this Friday, on brighttown.tv at 4 p.m. Pacific time. That's 7 p.m. Eastern time. Pastor Greg Young and Lucy DeGrazia are joining me on the TV show, and we are going to bring to you the Joshua Moment. We're launching the Joshua Moment Challenge, which you get a chance to, to send in your TikTok videos of when you had your Joshua Moment. That could be when you had your coming to Jesus, and the, or that's when you said, oh, heck no, Michelle, I am so, I am, I'm sick and tired. I am done. I need to take back this country. I need to save America and myself. Uh, and you're going to film that. You're going to go ahead and videotape that. And then that's how we're going to start this movement. Get people in, engaged. Get them involved. Um, and that is exactly what Bill, uh, Reverend Bill Cook is doing. He's doing that for the churches and the clergy. Because those are the guys who dropped the ball starting, what, in March of 2020. So, Reverend Bill, thank you so much for calling back in. And I'm kind of, I segued to where we kind of left off before, where the churches and the clergy dropped the ball, closed the church, said, heck, nah, we're yeah, not going to let you that. come here. And that's, uh, it's about uncool, right? Uncool. Yeah, very uncool. Because, you know, the church, there's a lot of churches in America. And the church was in a, in a prime position to shine in the darkness that was coming and that was happening in our country. And But the church was not prepared. The church... You know, the church uh, was just as deceived as the broader culture. And many pastors were deceived, and they deceived their flocks, and they, they, they you know, they behaved as hirelings. You know, they'll say, well, you can't say that about me because I'm a pastor and I was thinking about my people. But the truth was, you know, they were, they were really acting out of fear. They weren't obeying what God said to do. And uh, what we need today is pastors who fear God and will do what he's, he wants them to do not what the government wants them to do. The government does not own the church. We are not answerable to the, to the government. We are answerable, answerable to God. And so pastors need to begin acting like that. They need to begin, begin, begin conducting their affairs that way. 
And uh, here's what I, I would say. I agree with what you said before the break. If you're going to a church where the pastor's shutting down and he, he doesn't want to talk about what's happening in, the, in society, he doesn't want to talk about the tyranny that's growing and becoming uh, horrific in our country, he doesn't want to deal with that, he doesn't want to talk about government, doesn't want to talk about elections, doesn't want to talk about, doesn't want to say anything political in the pulpit, then get out of the church. Because, um, you know, you, you're sitting under a hireling. I don't care how much you think he loves you, but if he doesn't love you enough to secure the country in which you live, to make sure that liberty is, is preserved for you and your children, then get out of the church. Because he's, he doesn't really care about you. It's, it's, it's just, he just doesn't. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, that's where it's going to come down to. And, um, it's time that the, the pastors that are that are preaching the whole counsel of God be celebrated, and the ones that refuse to do that be marginalized. Well, and, and I said this, you know. yeah, I said it before that it, 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 people need to be called out, right? So you've got politicians out there. Right. Saying one thing out of one side of their mouth, voting another way, or and, and or they're even on multiple topics, right? And, and and the list has gotten so long, right? I have no use for pretty much every single politician that there is because it's, it, the, most of them have either turned on you, lied, or have not stood up for the American people, and at a time where they had the chance to do it the most, okay? That even right. over the past, they, had, they years, did have the chance. They had the chance. They pick a topic over the past two years. And if somebody really wanted to make a name for themselves, of course, because it's self-serving with them. Everything is self-serving. So don't, don't let them think, don't think for one moment, everyone that's listening, that politicians are doing anything to help you. Okay, that's not true. They make the ones that are in Congress that are in a federal level, 180 grand a year and, and, and a 20% raise that just gave to themselves. Did you get a 20% one raise, Reverend Bill? Did anybody else out there get a 21% raise? No, I They didn't. voted to give themselves. Yeah, <laughs> I, for, it's, that's a lot, 21%. So they just voted to give yeah, themselves a 21% raise on top of the 180 grand with all perks. I mean, they pay for nothing. They're constantly flying places. They're never at work. And um, they have huge staffs, $5 million. I mean, if I had a staff with a $5 million budget, oh, my God, what I can get done in a week, uh, people's head would be like, Michelle, you did that yeah, in a week. I know I, yeah. Uh, could you same, imagine? Same here. Could you imagine? If I, yeah. If I, if I gave what myself a 25% like raise, the raise would be $0. Yeah. <laughs> Zero, zero times, times a thousand is still zeros, right? Zero times a million is still zeros. No, zero times zero. Zero percent of zero is zero. I studied math in undergraduate <laughs> university, so I know. Um, you know, we, you know, the Black Robe Regiment, <sighs> I have not pursued nonprofit status vis a vis the Don't. Johnson Amendment. Yeah. Because I've I determined early on that the Johnson Amendment was an effort to silence the pulpits of America. It was the most destructive piece of law ever enacted in the United States because it shut the pulpits up. It was used to silence the pulpit, which was the design from the beginning. And uh, while the pulpits of America sang, preached the notes of freedom, America, liberty was secure. But gradually over time, we were losing every single liberty that we're, you know, we're, we're living through a design to reduce we the people under absolute despotism. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not Christian, it's not godly to say, well, we just have, we're just going to suffer for Christ and let it happen because 
you can you can decide that it's okay for you to go through suffering, but when you decide that, you also pass that on to your children. You know, maybe they maybe they they don't want to uh, be persecuted uh, and and destroyed for uh, because they believe in Jesus Christ. So. Liberty is something that has to be contended for. And you can look at the American Revolution and the role that pastors played. And Scripture says in the book of Proverbs, wisdom is justified of its children. In other words, wisdom is justified by that which it begets. And when you look at, every, when you look at the fruit of the American Revolution, the evangelism that, that sprang from the shores of this nation for over 200 years, the billions of people that met Jesus Christ through, through the evangelism that left the shores of this nation. You can't say that what pastors did during the revolution in fighting was wrong. You can't. You can't make that case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So well, it's let, a time to fight. Peter Muhlenberg said that when he was preaching his farewell sermon at Woodstock in Woodstock, uh, Virginia. He said, this is a time to fight. He told his church it's time to fight. He threw off his robe in the pulpit. He was in full uniform. As a colonel, he had taken a commission at George Washington's request, and uh, he then started recruiting and recruited over 300 men to form the 8th Virginia Regiment, and he led them capably through the war. We need pastors like that. You know, there's a time and a season for all things. There's a time for war, and there's a time for peace. There's a time to put away childish things. There's a time to sit on your haunches and do nothing. And there's a time to stand up and do everything in your power. And right now we're in that time. We're in a time, like you said earlier, we are in a time where every man, woman, and child needs to be engaged in this battle because we are losing liberty. And no matter what, you know, some people, no matter what you, you think it's going to cost you to stand up and fight for liberty, I can tell you that the loss of liberty is going to be far greater. If you think you're suffering now, you, you ain't seen nothing yet. That's what I would say. Um, just study the history of Marxism around the world. That's what's being planned for you today in America. So we're holding, well, we're holding a, a major event down in Virginia Beach in conjunction with Clay Clark's uh, Reawaken America Conference in, on July 8 and 9 in Virginia Beach. We're holding a pastor's summit. We're calling it Gideon's 300. We don't expect every pastor in the nation to come. You know, that's not our goal. Our goal is to find 300 men who are a remnant of men who, who believe the whole counsel of God and are willing to do whatever it takes to save this country and contend for it. So I want to say to pastors, we're, we're effectively almost letting them in for free. The tickets are only like, they can go to, we have an Eventbrite page they can go to, just look up Gideon's 300, and they can sign up and come to that event and, and, and hear not just General Flynn, but they can hear uh there's going to be several pastors speaking at the main conference, and they need to come down to that. We need we need at least 300 pastors there, and uh, it's going to be a life transforming experience for pastors. So let me and ask so you this. We just, let me sure. ask you this, Reverend Bill. So you said that uh, the Gideon's is 300. Should be, I mean, uh, let's put it this way: how about how many pastors, clergy, reverends? are there in the United States? Just an estimate, ballpark. How many are there? I don't have the number off the top of my head, but the number has to be – it's, it's virtually countless. Um, well, I mean, you think it's 50,000, 100,000? How many? Like, ballpark. Oh, at least. I'd say there's, there's probably a few million. Oh, there's a few million people. Oh, yeah. okay. 
All right. So they're not all right. necessarily good clergy. No, no, um, I don't. I'm not. That's okay. I mean, obviously, there's, there's, there's how many? There's 535 politicians sitting in the Capitol, and there's one or two people that I'd actually want to have lunch with. Okay, so let's just we're putting things right. into perspective. So you're you're talking about um, a couple million. <laughs> I had no idea it was that many. Mm-hmm. So let's just let's just say it's a million. Okay. And you're you're only asking for three hundred to come to the plate and actually uh, get involved. Gideon's three hundred, not Gideon's right. three hundred thousand. Okay, three. There should be at least three. If there's a million, you should have at least three hundred thousand. I'm just putting things in a perspective right. because if the pastors and this is their full time job, people, their full time job is to be there to support, right, to preach about God to lead right. their churches and uh, parishes, whatever word you want to use. They're there to be counselors. They're there to inform the community of what is the community and, 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 and be there to, uh, and, uh, to explain what's going on, right? To be able to have people engage where mm-hmm. people gather, right? And um, like I said, you've got three hundred. Just say, just say it's a million, and then now, now we need to find out what the number is. Now, I'm, now I'm fascinated. So if you can't, if you're having yeah, I'm, I'm looking it up right now as I speak. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's uh, it's probably going to be more. Just, we'll just, three hundred is is not. That's like going into a football stadium and saying I need a handful of people to help me. I need three uh, guys from the. I need three guys at the beer stand. Okay, I need the guy. The three guys that are chairs. selling beer is what I'm asking for. for I mean, compared to the fifty or seventy thousand people there, so I'm just putting things in perspective. So it kind of makes sense why we're having difficulty getting enough people to be serious about this and take action to not only save themselves, right? Because everything is self-serving, right? Because that's how we get people's attention and save their own country, which is their own freedoms, their own business, their own everything, their own house at this point, right? So if you have, so you've got hundreds of millions of people and you're getting maybe 1.5% showing up. And then it makes sense. So if your clergy are supposed to be your leaders, there's a million of those and you're having trouble getting 300. Here's what going, I see. Wow. I just found this. This, this, this is um, uh, some, some websites reporting that there are as many as uh, um, 458 thousand four hundred and eleven clergy in America in twenty nineteen. So it's it's I don't know how much it is now. It's probably less than that right now because of the um because of what happened during COVID. Well and their definition of so, clergy is somebody who is probably in a traditional church which is registered yeah, and, and is part of the establishment. Mur, mur, yeah. Mur, right. Yeah. I would say that right. um they probably uh, you know depending on what uh, what their criteria is. So that way they can have you under the thumb so that they can manipulate you. So I, I'd be interested in finding right. what their definition of that is. So, but anyway, um, the fact that you're having and, and you're having difficulty finding those 300 is not surprising. Not surprising because well, can, can well it, the Lord you, the Lord showed me that it's not going to be a majority of pastors that are going to get involved and save America. There are pastors are a force multiplier. The, work, the thing that the left fears the most is pastors who will stand up in the pulpit and speak the whole counsel of God. They fear that more than anything. And um, so, you know, it, it doesn't take um, 
all the clergy in America. We just need a rem. And it was that way during the American Revolution. It wasn't all the clergy that stood up and fought. It was it was a relative handful. It was a relative few that actually took action the way that they needed to. But they won independence. And so um, it's the way God has always did it. He in in the Old Testament situations where God where Israel defeated her enemies, the Lord, um, in Gideon's case, God said, you got too many men. I'm not going to get the glory, so get rid of a bunch of them. He sent a bunch of people home. Ended up with 300 people. That's why we chose that metaphor for what we're doing. And I believe God can save this country. I, I, don't, I believe God could speak a word and save America tomorrow. Oh, he could do it in a second, um, but why if, should he? Why should he? Why, and that's well, my point. Why should he? Look what we have done. Look what we, and I'm going to ask you this right. question, Reverend Bill. Look what we have done. Look where we have gotten ourselves. Look what we have done to not fight back. And uh, why should God? If I was God, I'd be like, you guys don't deserve this. I gave you the ultimate test. I had them shut down everything in your whole life and made it miserable. And you didn't fight back. And then you continue to allow these things you have uh, complete chaos in your school systems. You've got a whole month d- d- devoted to drag queens, and you've got people that are mutilating five-year-old children because they thought that day they were a boy when they're really a girl because they don't even know what Halloween costume they're going to wear, and the parents would think it's a great idea to go ahead and trans- transition their kid. And that seems to be okay. I was mentioning earlier the Fox News did a segment, cancel your Fox Nation, everybody, and turn off that channel um, because boycotting is what needs to happen. You need to, you have control of your money and you have control of your eyeballs and you have control of your clicks and that can, that can make a big difference. So yes, that's what needs to start right. happening. I agree. Um, so if, with that being said, why should God save it? Save, maybe save, so I would you just maybe save it for the people that are, that are showing up, that are participating to put God first. Yeah, I get that. But if that's really only one and a half percent, which is kind of what I'm guessing, see you later, 98.5. That's what I'm saying. It's important that you get on God's team because if he makes that decision, then you're out of luck. But I wouldn't save it if I was God. Why would I? Look what people don't deserve it. They are not. It's not important enough to them because they're showing it with their actions. Right. Right. And uh, so what you're saying is repentance is in order is needed. And that's going to be one of the things we do at our summit, our, our Gideon 300 summit in Virginia Beach on the 8th and 9th of uh, July. We're going to have a period where we spend time in prayer and repentance. And uh, it's, going to be, it's going to be powerful. We've got Pastor Jim Garlow coming. We have uh, William Federer coming to talk about his, his topic is going to be silence is consent. And we wonder why evil is on the rampage in America. I'll tell you why. It's because the pulpits of America have been silent. And uh, in their silence, they have effectively given their consent to evil. So who is responsible when evil advances in a culture? It's the, it's, the men, it's the men who are supposed to be prophets of God that call out the sin and, and condemn it. And um, we haven't done that. So we wonder why we have abortion. Do we expect unbelievers to say all the right things? The scripture says that they're controlled by something a principle called the, the uh, prince of the power of the air. And uh, if the church doesn't do it, it's not going to get done. So um, 
you know, we we are we are culpable. We're 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 holding the bag right now, folks, in this country um, for, for all the evil that's being done. Um, and it's within, and it has been within the power of our hand to stop it, and we haven't done it. So um, I don't know what more to say other than get to Virginia Beach. That's going to be a that is going to be a game changer of an event on the eighth and ninth of, of July. And uh, if you're interested, I mean, I can give out my phone number and give out my email address. Yeah, give out whatever and, you want. Whatever you want to get well, people Okay, well, my, my phone, I'm going to give you my phone number. This is risky to do this over the air, but I'm going to do it because I believe in this cause. And, you know, I don't mind having, I'm sure I'll get a few spam calls. My phone number is 703-986-8096. 703-986-8096. My email address is rev, R-E-V, B as in Victor, at black, just like it sounds, blackroberegiment.us. That's my email, rev at blackroberegiment.us. And send me an email, and I will send you um, a link to the Eventbrite page that you can, where you can sign up to come. If you've got a pastor who's still sitting uh, in a corner in, the, in his church building somewhere, afraid to come out, doesn't want to... Um, doesn't want to uh, confront what's happening outside the church, go in and, and grab him and bring him out and, and, you know, do whatever you have to do to get him into Virginia Beach, you know, drive him down there. And um, those are some things that you do. And I just want to say America's Black Road Regiment needs support. We have, we, we're trying to raise up, uh, we're making it easy. We're ra- trying to raise up 80, at least 80 individuals who will donate $25 a month to our cause. That's that's a, that's 33 cents a day in each month that, that we can do incredible things with to expand our efforts and to raise up pastors to to do the things they need to do. We're trying to raise up a company of pastors within every political jurisdiction in America, every local political jurisdiction in America, who will basically assert their moral influence within local government elections. And so forth. That's what we. That's our vision. That's where. That's what we're after. And we we need help to do that. We can't do it on our own. We won't be able to do it without the support of individuals who are within the sound of my voice. Well, you know, and and this is a great point. So basically, go ahead and um, you know consider your pastor and encourage him to go. Um, and if he is somebody who's on the same page, he should welcome that. He wants to be part of this group. You shouldn't have to convince somebody to be a part of this movement, the Gideon's 300, because at this point in the game, it's, if people haven't, uh, in, in that role, haven't woken up yet, then, um, at least in my opinion, put your efforts into somebody else. Again, it's like find a different pastor, find a different church. Because what you're getting right. from that sermon, what you're getting from that person is either going to be squishy, it's going to be kumbaya, everybody love each other, hold hands, everything's fine, as long as we just all come together and unity this and blah, 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 and that's not going to solve any of the problems because it's not going to change your life. It's actually going to make it worse because it's not giving you the tools that you need. Because again, we're in a spiritual war. You're we're in a war we are. Yeah. on many fronts, uh, evil and good, good and evil, and then uh, all the other 
real life things that we're dealing with, no, just even going to the grocery store, or going to the ass tank, amongst everything else. So if your pastor's not giving you those tools in order to be victorious in this battle, don't give him any money. And you got to go find another church. It's really, it's, that, it's that black and white at this point. Either you're a patriot or you're a traitor, okay? Either you are on the playing field or you're going to get swept up by the tidal wave when it comes over because it's coming. And it's just what choice yeah, do you want to make? Which, what, where no do you want to be? Where do you want to be? So, um, you know, if your pastor is a, is a good guy, he's kept the church open. He's talking about real stuff, current events, the politics, what's going on talking about demons because demons are real people they're real we talked about it episode 326 they're really real they're in they're in all of your elected elite positions and selected elite positions they're running they're they're running pretty much every type of entity you can imagine they're not talking about that you got to find a different guy because he's not giving you the tools you're gonna lose you're gonna lose and we don't want you to lose so i encourage your pastors if you're a pastor and you're like i like what this guy's saying then call him uh, in America's Black Robe Regiment, and you can go to the Gideon's 300 event, which is at the Clay Clark Reawaken Tour, which is their Virginia Beach. That's uh, the uh, second week in July, which is, I think, at 8 and 9. I'm looking up here. It's 8, oh, 9 yep, and 10. 8 and 9. Yep. 8 and 9. And then, um, then uh, uh, we're going to be streaming it live on our platforms. And usually what I do is, depending on the timing – yeah, well, I usually do that, and I also, what the cool thing is, is because my Bright Tea on TV show is at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern, so usually I'll have the Thayers, Matt and Joy Thayer, who are the Spiro pictures, the ones that are doing Selection Code, the ones that did the uh, Reawaken Tour movie series, the documentary, and also the... Oh, the, um, I know, Matt. The, uh, yeah, time, I just saw them. Time, yeah, they, and then the, um, the, they're the only ones who did the documentary that was actually the Trump family was involved in. So they're my roving reporters, which is awesome. So yeah, usually some, sometimes I get both of them. Sometimes I get one. They'll bring the camera with them. And then I'm in the studio, right? And sometimes I'm subbing for Dr. Alan Keyes or I'm doing my own show at 4 p.m. Pacific time. And they, they, they drag guests right on the show. So sometimes we have 10 different people that we interviewed. And uh, Eric Trump was one of them that jumped on, which is awesome. So it's, it's pretty cool that I get a chance to do the behind the scenes while the event is going on. So I think we'll be able to bring that back in July. So I'll make sure that you and I talk before that. Uh, and, and then I'll make, Great. let you know where the camera is and you can just jump on it. Cause we'll, we'll do that again. Um, but I, I just think I just want people to, to realize that this is, a, this is a time to, to make the decision. And this is a time to pick a lane and in, 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 you, you, you need to step up to the plate. And we're giving you all of these different opportunities. And also, part of what we talked about earlier, it's your personal responsibility, your civic duty, your human duty, your faith duty to relay this information to others. Whether you're, getting, you're listening to this show, you're listening to other shows, but you've got to share the information that we're talking about. Like we're talking about with pastors right here with Reverend Bill Cook. You need to share this information with the pastors, the few pastors that you know that are good. Because maybe your friend said, hey, my pastor in uh, Georgia at this church that I go to is amazing. It's your, pick up the phone, call your friend, and say, hey, this is something that your pastor, this is how information gets out. It's not because you posted it on social media. You physically have to w- work your existing 
network, your friends, your database, your family of like-minded people and share information like this and incur and tell them they have to tell that particular person because that's how we grow this group of like-minded people in all these different categories. It's the only way it's going to work. And, and cause we need the numbers. You need the numbers. This information has got to get out and it's not going to be, it's not going to be on social media. I can tell you that. So um, let's wrap it up here, Reverend Bill. Cause I know that I took up kind of two layers of your time. So um, something in uh, summation, shall we say um, like ending the sermon for today and then plug anything that you want. Yeah. To I, I would say um, folks, if you remember one thing that I say today, and I think Michelle has said it very well herself, and that is it is time for everyone who has any interest in America being saved, America being preserved, in liberty continuing, do whatever you have to do to to invest in that because um, where we're headed, there isn't any time, there won't be any time to to, uh, sit back and, and commiserate sit back and muse on what it is we can do to help our country. If liberty is lost, it will come with every conceivable misery. Every time there's been a Marxist revolution in the world, there have been tens of millions of people murdered. Marxism loves death, and um, it, it always leaves carnage in its wake. So whatever we're... we're Let's, let's say we're just reserving some of our resources for a rainy day. You're not going to have it. You're not going to have them. You know, if, if we don't save our country, we're not going to have a, we're not going to have those resources. Mm-hmm. They're going to be gone. They're going away. So it's time. We, we, we have very little time right now. There's, there's an effort to, 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 to uh, destroy the food supply in America to create starvation. Um, if, you know, just look at COVID. COVID was an effort to euthanize millions of Americans. Mm-hmm. And that's how it was used. So um, we need to disabuse ourselves of the notion that, that the government, as it is currently composed, has the least bit of interest in our safety and welfare. They do not. So, again, um, join us in, in Virginia Beach. You've got my phone number. You've got my email address. Support us financially, $25 a month. We, we'd love to hear from you. And um, we'll, we, have a, uh, we have some uh, things that we will uh, give to everyone who donates to. So I'll share those another time. But anyway, um, it'll be great. It's going to be great to be in Virginia Beach. You will, I, I promise that everyone that comes to that conference will leave encouraged. And also yeah, they're fun. There are they're great events. Uh, obviously, we uh, we Bill and I orig- met at the original one in Tulsa in April of 2021, and by me attending that and being there for four days and meeting all these great people, it totally changed me personally, and it also changed the show, and it kind of put me on a different, uh, a, a more of a focused direction as to uh, what what my my path was as to what I was supposed to be doing. So I encourage people to go. To the event if they can, um, and especially recruit it's transformation, your pastors. It really is. Yeah, recruit the few pastors that you know that uh, would qualify for the Gideon's 300 just because they yeah. meet the criteria. Kidnap where them they, if you have uh, to. Kidnap them. <laughs> don't, don't ask them. Well, it, Tell well, them you're my, going. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, they should want to go. That's the whole thing. Like when they like-minded should, but I'm people. Just well, no, I, I appreciate what you're saying, but but it's it's the fact that uh, they should they should be yearning for a a group where they can be around other right. like-minded people. And if right. if, it, if you agree. have to pressure somebody to want to show up and be like other people that are on the same page that share the same values and are are talking about the same things, and you have to pressure somebody to go to that event then there's a problem. Then there's a problem because right, then, then they, don't, they don't believe in it. Because if I was around a lot of the people that I talk to on this show that are part of our, even our, our Tuesday groups, our Thursday groups that are part of the Save My Freedom movement, if those people lived near me, oh my God, I would be the happiest person on the planet because they're like right there, but they're spread out all over the country. I mean, you would be like, hey, well, we're going we're gonna to meet every day at noon. Oh, I'll be there with bells on. So it's, that's what I'm saying is you shouldn't have to pressure people that mm-hmm. uh, in order to get them to participate, because then there's a problem. Like, what is your apprehension? How could you not? And your, your hand, and these are people that are not just like-minded. They're all pastors. They're all clergy. So what they should be like, oh, my God, there's more of yep. us. Thank you. Because they're calling us the pastors. It's amazing when you get in a room of people who agree with you. It's amazing when you get in a room full of people that look at the world the same way you do. Oh, it's God. amazingly encouraging. And uh, yeah. you begin to realize you're not, you're not insane after all. No, <laughs> you actually, you got it going on and you are just uh, pretty much ahead of the curve and you're not having, uh, you know, having a deal with insanity. And, and, and uh, like I said before, these people are, are supposed to be in a role where this is their calling from God. Their God is, they've chosen this role. God's chosen them. And they, um, you think that that would be even more important to them to be around other people that could share that message. So, um, you know, take people for what it's, People, people for, for who they are, for what they say, for the actions that they that they have. Um, give the website that you want people to go to, Bill, and then obviously we'll we'll chat before you. Our uh, website is it's under construction right now, but but uh, for, just write it down, keep it. It's blackrobregiment.us. We have a Facebook page called uh, Black Regiment USA, and I have a Twitter account, Black Robe Rev. We also have a um, also have a uh, Rumble channel. I believe it's the same thing, Black Robe Rev. And uh, we've got a lot of stuff out there. We've some, we and have a lot great more. Interviews. We've had Brian Art- Artis on our, uh, you mentioned him earlier. We've had him on our webinar. And uh, we've had General Flynn, Lance Wallnow, and others. Had some great, great interviews. Yeah, and many, many more good things are coming Along the way, so um, Reverend Bill Cook, yes, America's Rab Red Black Robe Regiment, <laughs> and uh, the Gideon's 300 that they are bringing together 300 powerful pastors and uh, clergymen from That's across right. the country on Virginia Beach the at the Reawaken America tour, uh, second week in Amen. in uh, July. We'll talk before Thank then. You so I'll much, see you Michelle. on tomorrow's Thank call. You so much. You're welcome. You're, Hey, this is what we got to do. We got to get the word out, and this is just something. All that right, needs. I look forward to being with you again. I'll have to get you on our webinar. I, I'm all over that. You just tell me when I need to show up and do my hair and makeup, and I'm, I'm there. <laughs> okay. See, if right. I have to, God I have to get, I have to get ready. I have to get. You don't have to worry about that. You can just go ahead and shower, yeah, I don't. On, flap Especially on a shirt, when I don't and you're have good a camera to go. In front of me, so. Yeah. So okay. The, all right, God all right my friend. Thank you so much for coming on Thanks. and doing all the great work that you're doing. Thank you. All right. All right. Sounds, bye-bye. So, bye-bye. 
All right, so we are way over. Okay, so I, I know that I said that I was going to to not make these shows go longer than the three hours unless it was like a special segment. Um, we, the live feed on Blog Talk Radio has ended, and I didn't jump, jump in. I didn't jump in on a lot of the times today when I was supposed to. I didn't jump in uh, to cut people off when they hit their seven-minute mark. I didn't cut myself off when I needed to pull myself back with that hook. And I didn't give you the heads up that the three-hour time frame on the Blog Talk Radio is no longer live, but it's still recording. And we're still having the issues with the um, restream or the, the streaming platforms where it's kind of cutting in and out. So even though we're on Getter, we're on Telegram. I think we're on Telegram. I think I'm not sure if I did that one right. Uh, we're on the Getter. We're on Rumble. We're on Clout Hub. We're on uh, Twitter. Then LinkedIn and Blog Talk Radio, uh, it's cutting in and out on Rumble, which is annoying. Like, literally, I can handle that for about five seconds, and then I'm out of there, right? So I get it. So what what I do on when this happens, I'm going to upload the video to to Rumble again, even though it's not going to be live. It's all all this that's on demand, okay? So I'm just, I'm going to keep it, I'm going to keep it short here. Because uh, I'm trying to think, I, it's, it's hard to, I, I'm thinking out loud here, I'm thinking out loud here, because what has happened, to be honest with you, in the past couple weeks, and it was really instigated with the second episode we did of the Joshua Moment series, which was episode 318, and that was Jen, uh, I went through and got all this stuff this organized this weekend. That was in uh, 523. All right, so it's not even a month. Okay, that makes sense. That's that's why we're hitting. That's why we're hitting where we're hitting. So that's really what the turning point was. Um, three when I did three eighteen. Well, three eighteen was when we did the episode for part deux, which is two in French. It's the only French word I know, really, besides we. Yeah, or polyvou. Polyvou français. <laughs> I don't really understand what the polyvou means. Just a parrot. Just talking point. Just parrot repeating. So. Um, that was when we that that was an incredible, powerful episode that we recorded. Lucy DeGrazia and Pastor Greg Young, the second part of the Joshua Moment series, our Joshua Moment series, spiritual war, armor training, God wins, but you only do if you join His team. This is how, right? So uh, that kind of got me going, and then I really started to. Joshua one, Joshua one five dash nine, and I say it five dash nine because regular people don't know what one five nine is. When you're looking it up, it's one five dash nine, like five six seven eight nine. Uh, now I'm looking at the dates. The dates so when I look back and I look at the dates, like I was telling you, oh, listen to older episodes, especially with key players when it's coming to content. I mentioned this on my talk, and I, I am jumping around. I am jumping around, so just follow me. It it, it comes back in full circle. Right, but just follow follow my lead. Follow me. I'm not going to leave you. I am not going to leave you. I'm holding your hand. And we're like I, I used to say we were like the monorail at Disney World, but now I can't even use the Disney World analogies anymore because they're a bunch of pedophiles. And we kind of knew, but I didn't want to. Uh, just uh, uh, yet another one, right? So I can't even say that we're like the monorail at Disney World. We keep going around and around. We're just waiting for you to jump on the monorail and. Um, because we're not going anywhere. We're here Mondays at 12 p.m. Pacific time, and we're going to let it go between three and four. Three and four, we've got three to four hours. Not sure when, 
It's going to end. We're going to try not to go past the four-hour mark. Last Monday, we did. Lucy DeGrazzi and I took it longer than that. So we kind of did an after-hour segment where we just kept going after the four-hour mark. We almost went five hours, but it was fun. So we started to, like, it was like an after-hour series. So we're talking about stuff that we just, you know, and, and then some. Um, but anyway, the, um, so we're saying about the monorail system. So we're just there. So we're, we're, we're there. Mondays, we start at 12 p.m. Pacific time. On the talk radio, Fridays, brighton.tv, 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time, and that's on brighton.tv. That's the show. It's a TV show. That's when I got to get do the hair and the makeup. And um, what I'm saying is tune in to older, some older shows for certain people. So Friday, I interviewed Dr. Brian Otters. We, I had made an episode, episode 328. I don't think I put it on the Rumble yet. But uh, if you go to the, our, our take action menu, Everything home about us.com. Literally everything is there. So you just got to scroll and read, scroll and read. And if you want to see past episodes for Brighton, you click on that tab and it'll take you to the past episodes. You can see all the past episodes. And then you can obviously, I load them all up to Rumble. I might have missed one or two. You're going to go back and, and put them on there because we're streaming live on Rumble. It automatically then becomes an on demand. But then I put the Brighton shows on there also. And then I number them. I number everything. It's a working warehouse. Back when well, Home Depot was good and they weren't so woke, working warehouse. So that way when I reference shows, I'm like, what did she say? Oh, she said 328. Okay, so that's artists, right. So then just on your favorite podcast player, or the Rumble, or even um, on our channel on uh, Cloud Hub, and we're going to add a whole bunch of other ones. So wherever you want to search then, uh, you know, it's episode 328 was Brian Artist. And I had, he was originally on the show. And um, he was on in June of 2021 and then September of 2021. And it was fascinating because I listened back to those episodes. So he, um, where uh, I'm looking at my notes from Friday's show. So episode 223 was from June of 2021. Episode 260, 260 was September of 2021. So when you have a topic that's so relevant, like remdesivir and the COVID and the Great Reset and, and, and all in that category, it's fascinating to listen to the episodes from a year ago compared to what, where we are now and what we're talking about now. That's why that episode 127 that I did with uh, Rick Manning, the president of Americans for Limited Government, which we recorded in October of 2020, which was prior to the election, has so much meaning now. Because I listened back to that. That's part of the Save America episodes. So on that Take Action tab, you'll see the second tab, Save America episodes. Click on that, episode 127. It's pretty powerful stuff. He does an incredible job. And then some of the things that I was saying, I was like, oh, my God. It's like I was predicting the future. Scary, because it wasn't good predictions. I mean, it was a good prediction as, as because I was predicting it. But it was a bad thing that was happening, um, which is now actually happening and has been happening. But when I was saying the thing about, I didn't, when I said you were, if you vote for Biden, you're going to a soup kitchen line because you don't have any food. I was not necessarily thinking like major food shortage supplies, but apparently I was, I was right. Because even where I saw um, the other day, so a couple of days ago, there was 95 different food processing plants, farms, and any distribution centers that were like burned to the ground. Or they just came in and wiped out chickens and cattle and pigs and stuff. That, that doesn't happen. That's not a thing. Like that just doesn't, like when they do the recalls. Now, now, now you look back, looking back at all the things that 
that have transpired over just our lifetime alone that we thought were just, you know, common things, like a recall. None of that, I guarantee you, none of that was real. None of that was actually recalled for a real reason. It was all done to uh, sabotage the supply, to cause fear, to uh, hurt people, to maybe kill some people, to cause issues with um, cost and demand. So yeah, all of this, all it's, it's been nonstop, everything, even the small stuff, right? Ecology is probably not even a thing, right? Well, that, that, who knows? But anyway, but you get my point. You're picking up what I'm putting down, right? You get my drift. You get my drift. So what I was talking about with uh, uh, about artists, those past episodes, uh, you're going to listen to them and go, oh, God, I only want to listen to this guy a year ago. I would only listen to him a year ago. So anyway, I, don't, I, was, I was just mentioning his show that we just did on Friday. It was, it was a really great show. I encourage you because we talked about, um, what did we talk about? We talked about the COVID. We talked about his new movie or the documentary, COVID, Covenom 19. Um, we talked about parasites, which 90% of people have parasites. It's a mixed diagnosis. A lot of them get them from their pets. I don't have a dog. I don't have a cat. I don't like fur. Um, so I encourage you to, to watch the episode that we just did on Friday, episode 329. You can uh, get that on the take action menu. You can look at the um, past episodes for brighttown.tv or brighttown.com. It's on brighttown.com. And again, our show, um, and I'm going to list it. If I haven't put it on, I don't think I put it on Rumble yet, but I will do that today. It'll be episode 328. So subscribe on Rumble. So that way you can get the notifications. Plus it's going to be live streaming. And you know that you can always flip over to Blog Talk Radio in case there's a streaming issue because that's the main platform. And I know it was having issues today and I don't know how to fix it. I don't know. I've tried and now I need to hire somebody in order to fix it because I don't know how to do it. Uh, subscribe on your favorite podcast player. But really the most important thing is really if you just join the newsletter of the Save My Freedom Movement, because that will then, uh, and you got to check your junk folder, guys. This is how it works. Constant Contact and a bunch of these big, big, big companies that everybody uses, they love to put everything in the junk. I'm finding more people's emails are ending up in junk that come to me, and other people are telling me that other emails that they are receiving are in the junk folders because they don't want you to find each other. They don't want you to communicate. So, you know, they get you frustrated. Maybe you didn't see it for two days and you kind of need to see it the day before. So constantly check your junk folder. Check your junk, peeps. We, the people, need to check our junk. Okay? So that is my PSA, one of my PSAs for today. Check your junk. And um, I didn't play any of the videos. I didn't play or the, in the audio deals. But uh, it's 324 and I do, I want to wrap it up. Um, I need to um, really get back on the time clock. Uh, I apologize for going off the, off the rails. The wheels have come off the bus. They don't go round and round. Um, it's just because I think there's so much happening. There's so much information. And we're really trying to uh, – there's my PSA, another PSA. Don't you ever use the word try, okay? Take it right out of your vocabulary, Trying and crying doesn't work in baseball. It doesn't work for Patriots. Okay. Just take it right out. Doesn't work. So we are getting people engaged and taking action, right? That's what this is all about. 
And we're giving you those resources to do it. I'm giving you all the information. I'm giving you the contents if you want to do it alone. It's crazy to do it alone. Why would you want to do anything by yourself? Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to go into battle by yourself, flying solo? So, like, who's got your back when you run across? No, you need somebody to, like, be shooting while you're running across so that there's no, like, somebody shooting you or however that works. Just, you know, from what I see in the movies. So you always want to have, you always want to have, uh, one of those, in the foxhole, you want to have a buddy with you. Right? You want to have somebody. What if you had lots of buddies? What if? What if? What if? And that's what the Save My Freedom movement is all about. We bring in together the small businesses, the entrepreneurs, the groups, the passion-driven people, the purpose-driven people, the nonprofits. We're bringing together like Reverend Bill Cook and his pastors. We're bringing other pastors together because faith is such a huge component of this. That's why we're on shaky ground, people. That's why things are shaky. We've got groups that are out there taking action. Take back Burks. How about take back America? America, America. That's what we're doing. So we want you to join us, right? And, but you got to show up. That's all we're asking. Literally just show up. Just show up. Speak up, stand up, show up. Most important part is showing up. We put together the groups. We put, we meet on Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific time. And that's virtual through Zoom. We meet Monday, not with Thursdays at nine. That's more of the networking and business. And we're going to add the faith component. We're going to add another faith group in there. We can get you guys to show up. You commit to show up. I'll bring in these people. I'll bring in amazing, amazing people that you, that you normally are paying, paying on some of these subscription sites to, to listen to. But how about if we get them to come to our groups where you can ask them questions? That's what, that's what you want, then I'll do it. If you want, because I can do that. They're coming on, they come on this show. So if you want to interact with them, you want to ask, you want to ask questions if that's what you want. But the whole point is we've got to come together. Come together. And you need to do it now. So everybody that's listening needs to get three of their friends. Get three of your friends. Your three of your friends need to commit to be part of your alliance, of your alliance, and bring them to our movement. Save our save my freedom movement save my freedom i get the two of them confused i I get them confused i get them a little confused so the save my freedom movement right and you're going to be able to find all these other groups but you're not you're not to do it solo like if you are in pennsylvania guess what i'm going to get you hooked up with maureen and then maureen's going to find out exactly what can you do what do you like to do what are your skills right because you want to be able to utilize them um, what is you passionate about? What are you pissed about? What are you passionate? What are you pissed? One of the two. I prefer you to be pissed because that means you're actually going to take action. If you're passionate about it, eh, you will, but you won't really until you're pissed off, right? That's the key to it. You got to get pissed. And then she's going to be able to put you, because what if you're not in Berks? If you're not in the Berks County and you can't take back the Berks? She's going to find out who the leader is that you need to talk to and get you situated, whether it's a different group, or precinct committee man, or at least active in the community in some sort of capacity, because you've got to be a member of a group or two, three maybe if you want, precinct committee man, or volunteer in that similar role. Uh, because waiting till November to be a poll worker is not enough. I can't make it more clear. Talked about it all episode. It's 328. I'm wrapping it up. So what I want you to do is a couple things. 
Again, like I said in the intro, I'm going to read the intro again because the intro and the outro. I'm going to read the intro again because it's that important. Yeah, I have to write this stuff down because there's a lot of content. You expect me to keep track. I, I, I mean, I usually rattle off the episodes and most of the information, but some of the stuff I have to write down. So what? before I do that, I want you to join the Save My Freedom movement. That is key. That is key. You know, I'm just going to read the whole intro again because in that way it covers everything. Uh, and then I'm going to mention the Joshua moment and then I'm going to wrap it up. 329. 329. You know what? Here's, here's how we're going we're gonna to do this. Before I do the intro, I want you to listen to the segment from A Bug's Life. Okay? So A Bug's Life, this is when the grasshoppers are talking about the ants. And I think it's important. Shall I say important again? I got to figure out another language besides Spanish. So I'm going to play this. And I want this to seep in. And then I'm going to read the intro again. And then I'm going to Mention the Joshua moment. I'm going to give you those episodes, and then we're going to wrap it up. Take a listen to this. This is what you. This is where your head needs to be. This is where your head needs to be. You got to reposition your reality. Everything you've been doing does not work, unless you're Robert Beatles or Maureen Murphy or Reverend Bill Cook, or Michael Barnett, or any of the other people on my show. If you're not, if you're not doing those things, then what you're doing isn't working. Listen to this. Let this digest. Let it seep in. There was that ant that stood up to me. Yeah, but we can forget about him. Yeah, it was just one ant. Ooh. One ant. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It's just one ant. Yeah, boys. They're puny. Hmm, puny. Say, let's pretend this brain is a puny little ant. Did that hurt? Nope. Well, how about this one? Are you kidding? <laughs> well, how about this? You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? So there you have it. That is your elected and selected elite people. And uh, if you don't think that is 99.999% of them, then you are mistaken. You are mistaken. Again, remember here in Maricopa County, Arizona, it was only a few short months ago that all of our existing legislatures, all of the Republicans said, you know what, this bill that you got here that didn't go through any uh, committees, didn't go through any discussions, that actually went right through the House, right through the Senate, Sounds like a great idea. And on page eight, it says we are going to get rid of all of the precinct committee man. And they are going to be appointed rather than elected. And amongst other things, they thought that was a great idea. And then said, oh, they didn't use the right color. It wasn't a different color. So I didn't see it. Uh, I read it eight pages. And it was a bill that went through so far. There's no discussion. There was not a cow. They called it a cow. There wasn't going through different committees. Boom, right through the House. Boom, right through the Senate. 
Don't you think something that moves that fast, Mr. Legislator, deserves a second look, some questioning perhaps as to why? Something like that, even though it was pitched a certain way. Welcome to how the real world works. That you should sign on and think it's a great idea. Boy, this, don't you say this is moving too fast. This is too easy. This is the fastest bill we've ever gone through. And then boom, it goes to the governor and he signs it in the same day. Hmm. Keep in mind, everybody that's running for re-election said that was a great idea. Now let that be the foundation. Okay, the reason that I'm bringing it up is because you need, again, reposition your reality. Reposition how you look at candidates. Because people are going to say, well, you know what? We need to do it with the lesser of two evils. Yeah, I get it. I get it. So to be honest, is there anybody in office that deserves to be reelected? No. Just on that one bill alone. Just on that one bill alone. Are there going to be people that are reelected? Yeah. Am I going to end up voting for somebody who is going to get reelected only because the people that they are running against are that much worse? Yeah, yeah. But why is that? Why is that? Because we didn't get behind a good candidate or a good potential candidate didn't step up to the plate and get on the playing field to be in the primaries, to run for a primary, because why? It takes, you get beat up, people lie, you're, a bunch, you're around a bunch of demons and heathens. Who wants to be around that kind of company? Um, you're, you're throwing yourself into a, a, a pit of hell, right, as you're running. Because literally, look at, look at, look at your peers. I don't, want, I don't want to be around people like that. I like the people that are on my show. I like the people that I'm dealing with and, and working with in our networking groups. So why would I want to be with a bunch of people that are, that are currently in office? They're the bad people. I don't want that. That's my peers. Those are my coworkers? No. So that needs to change, right? That needs to change. How does that change? It changes because it takes a lot of money to run for office. Why? Because everybody dumps a lot of money in to pay for ads, to uh, spend money on social media advertising, right? Ads TV, ads radio, ads social media, uh, pay staff. And you need like one of those really smart campaign managers, right? You know, maybe one of those are actually like a pearl clutcher, a pearl clutching rhino. So then uh, now you all of a sudden, you, 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 it requires hundreds of thousands, if not more, to run for a local office. But what if? You ask, what if? What if this was the new model that we actually had the community engaged and all dialed in, dialed up, ready to go? It's part of a movement. So when we said, hey, here is a candidate, like Gail Golick, right? Gail doesn't have the money that her competitors have, that guy Thayer, that fat Thayer guy who's been in the establishment world for decades, right? Mayor of Corruption County Board of Supervisors, and a very important job. Keep in mind, four of the five have an R next to their name. What does that mean, everybody? It's like the kids. Now, what does that mean? Zoom now, it's like the drag queen story time, except this is, 
Patriot Storytime. Patriot Storytime. What does that mean, kids? That means they're rhinos until they prove that they're not. Yes, kids, that is right. So we're going to take back the the drag drag queen storytime. We're going to come up with something for the Patriot Storytime teller of these kids. Yeah, why is that not in the schools? They don't want you to know history. They don't want you to know God. They rather want you to uh, support and get to know drag queens. By design? Yes. Didn't slip through the system. How did that? How did that drag queen get past the office hall when they need a pass? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like the shooter did too, right? Mm, don't think so, okay? But anyway, my point is, it's as Beatles was saying, the way to fix this is through God and us, okay? So you got to go, God, you got to do that. You got to make, well, you don't have to do it on your own. You do it with us, right? But you got to make the commitment. You got to decide, yes, I'm going to put God first. I'm going to listen. Just do me a favor. Listen to one episode of the Joshua Moment series. Episode 318. Start there. It's episode. That's the second one. Part de. That's two. In French. Francais. Start that one. Right? There's something about that one that got, uh, got everything in motion. Uh, and then all of a sudden it just snowballed in a great direction from there. So, yes, I know that I'm all over the place. I've been all over, and it's 3.38, and I said I was going to wrap it up. But I'm wrapping it up here shortly. But anyway, so uh, back, to the, back to the movement, back to the movement. It's 3.38. So what, what, if, what if we had mobilized the masses to get off their arses, and we did it now so that when somebody like a Gail Golick, who doesn't have a ton of money, which would be a great candidate, we already had the bodies. We had, we had the, we had, we had the troops. We have the patriots. So then we said, okay, maybe there's. Uh, let's say there's. Oh, what, what did you say there's? Uh, I'm making up numbers here. It's what a million people. Oh, there can't be a million people in Scottsdale. I gotta know these numbers. All right. So here's here's some, here's a, how many people are in your town. You might, you might want to know that. How many people are on your city council? How many people are in these various positions? How many, I, I don't know. I need to find that out. I'm going to find that out. And I'm just going to focus on Scottsdale, right? I can't do the whole county. That's, that's too much right now. I'm just going to do, I'm going to focus on Scottsdale. Low hanging fruit. I pay taxes here. I need to know this information. I know my property taxes are, and I don't have a kid in school, so I'm not getting any bang for my buck. I should go in there and say, you know what, since I don't have a kid, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to learn what you guys are teaching because I need to get, I got to get, I got to get my money's worth. So, yeah, I think maybe there's something, something to that. I've been, 18 years, I've not gotten $1 towards my kids' education. So, I'm, and so when kids go back to school, I want to go. I don't see why I can't. I paid for it. 18 years. That's 18 years of no education. That's longer than when the kids are in school because they start at like six or seven. Hmm. I wonder if I can get a refund. I wonder if I can get a refund. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, check this out. <laughs> but anyway, my, my point is, what if we had the group? What if we had these, everybody there? So we said, hey, here's a great candidate. And let's just say there was 100,000 people in the group. And each of those people called their buddies and said, hey, here's the one. You wouldn't need to have hundreds of thousands of dollars to run. 
you wouldn't because we'd be able to get the information out and people would actually be there to relay the information. It's not just going to be a post that sits on there. Oh, we got a like. No, I need you to communicate this. Talk to the person. Have a conversation with the rest of your team, rest of your troops. These are your friends. And then we can make a dent. We can go up against the rhinos, the big bad establishment, these people with deep pockets. It's tough to beat them when you got you don't have that you don't have that big force behind you. But if it's powers in the numbers and the powers in the people, we're when we the people. Well, we need to start acting like with the tools that we got. You know, Paul Revere, the lantern, right? One if by land, two if by sea, and it was word of mouth, like old school telephone game, right? Remember the charts? There's no social media. Somehow, when we were in college, we managed to figure out how to get to the party and tell all the people about the party, and we had no cell phone. But it happened. But it happened. We figured it out. So we need, we need to do a little bit different strategy here. And here's, here's the kicker to all that. This is the other problem. So the elected and selected elites, they get in. Right? So they know they're in for two years. Right? Let's just not even worry about the Senate. Let's talk about the uh, uh, the the, the just the, the in, local here, right? Local or state here, or Congress, not Congress, the House of Representatives. House of Representative, my ass! You're not representing, not at all. How many people voted for that fifty and plus billion dollars that go to Ukraine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a laundry list of people that need to go bye bye, right? So you're in for two years. Now, you know that in order to get recalled, it costs just as much money, if not more, than what it costs to run for an election. So you know you're in. So you can do whatever the hell you want. And people are going to complain. What do you care? You can be like Rusty Bowers here, the Speaker of the House, and ignore people, blame other people, and just, you know, let your staff answer the phone or let the voicemails fill up or just delete the email. Because that's what they do, right? But you still got to do it. Again, you still have to take these action items. You still have to vote, even though your vote does not count. Because at least we have, uh, you have document. You, you, well, you don't get a receipt actually, but you know you voted. And at some point, that information—it's like building a case. Maureen talked about it. We're building a case for when the point comes where that information is going to then be presented to the right entity, like Beatles. Beatles took all this information. Why? Because he knew that he's going to get it in front of the right, the right entity in order to actually then make it move forward so that there is consequences for actions, jail, prison, whatever comes after that, right? But anyway, so you need to go through these emotions. So, but what if, what if, what if there was a mechanism, a vehicle, order to remove someone for office when they did things they weren't supposed to do, you can hold them accountable and you could remove them from office, like a recall. What if there was that ability to remove them quickly and efficiently without a lot of cost? There is, right? So let's just say normally it costs a hundred grand 
to remove somebody, to just do the recall to get somebody out of office. This, and the, these elected, selected elites know that you're not going to do, you're not going to spend that money. You're not going to raise that money. You're not going to take the time to do it. It's very odd to get a recall. It's very rare. They tried it here. Most of them failed. There was a whole bunch of groups that went and tried to do the recalls. Nobody was successful. The only one that actually got enough signatures was Rusty Bowers, and that was America Restored. They had enough signatures, but then Katie, Katie Holmes, as the Secretary of State, said, ah, oh, these, some these are these are invalid. Sorry. <clears throat> well, gee, I wonder why things aren't happening to support pro-freedom, pro-liberty, pro election fraud prevention measures in the House and in the Senate, kind of a thank you for not getting your rear end thrown out there. So do, do, just pay attention, people. Pay attention. It's 2022. It's not difficult to figure it out. But anyway, what if there was a vehicle? What if there was a way to do it? There is. It's you. It's the American people. So take your Trump train. That car, they did what? There was a 50 or 100 miles of cars. 50,000 cars that drove from one side of America Corruption County to the other. Great. It was a great photo op. Everybody had fun. Great afternoon. What if you took that same concept and you did a drive-by recall and you signed the, let's just say it's 30,000 ballots. You signed 30,000 ballots. People signed 30,000. There was 30,000 signatures on a ballot. So Friday you make the announcement, hey, we're doing a recall rally, same uh, setup as the Trump, uh, the, Trump, the Trump train. You have it on a Saturday and a Sunday or just a Saturday. Monday morning, you go to file the 30,000 signatures and say, uh, get this guy out. You can get him out in a weekend. We, the people, have that power we're not utilizing. Again, they work for us. They are our employees. They need to start acting like it. They do not need to be arrogant. I'll give you another example of what's going on here in Arizona, Merrick Corruption County. Greg Dutton, who is the second vice chair down at LD12, which is Legislative District 12 down in uh, like a Tempe, Chandler area. Patty Porter is the first vice chair. She's our buddy. They come on the show. These are my friends. Uh, Greg Dutton was just on uh, last week or the week before, probably two weeks ago. So they did a resolution, right? They did a declaration, and they said, basically, in this declaration, they went down to the Capitol, and it was when the elected and selected elite that were in there, the House, our legislators, were in there working. Their condition, and everybody outside was not, obviously, because it's outside. And they, um, they, they said, basically, what the declaration says, it was similar to um, the declaration that they did in Pennsylvania. Oh, I need to ask Maureen about that. Hmm. Just put that together. Forgot. So they did, they, they had a declaration and they wanted everybody in, uh, they wanted patriots to come sign it and they wanted the legislators to come sign it. And it said that they're not going to end the session, the legislative session, which is still going on, which they're dying to end it any day. It's sine die or sine, sine, sine die, stupid name, uh, sine die, stupid, stupid name. Most things in government are stupid, and nothing in government is there to help you. So don't let them fool you. And no one in there is there to help you, because they would have helped you already. Okay? They would have already done it. They're not there to help you. They're there to help themselves. 
That's why we got to get good people in there that are not politicians. Yeah. So the uh, one one thing to keep in mind, if you have been a politician in the past, that disqualifies you. Yeah. Disqualified. There you go. What fresh new people? Because this, I don't want you to know the system because I want you to change this. I want you to turn the system upside down because it's wrong side up right now. The wrong people are in charge. So do opposite. We're Costanza everything. We're George Costanza anything. So it's 349. So. Uh, what, uh, so I gave you the solution there. So, um, oh, the resolution. So basically they said that you're not going to, ever, we, they wanted to make, make a, a declaration that says you're going to, they, they said election integrity. I call it election fraud prevention because that's all you're doing is preventing fraud. You're not making any integrity about the election. An election is supposed to be have integrity. It's like you're a human being. You breathe. That's natural. Election and integrity human and breathing. So what are, what are we doing here? We're preventing fraud. So call it what it is, because that's the only thing that you're doing. All of your measures, all of your, uh, the, the, the components that you are bringing into the mix actually should all be done uh, already, but they, they're not because you've got nefarious characters in there that are doing what they want to do to rig the system. Right? It's a unit party. As, as Beatles said, one criminal organization disguises two parties, and it's a unit party. But I like the fact that he called it a criminal organization. That's what it is. It's all money laundering. It's all money laundering. Yeah. Oh, inflation. Inflation is because there was too much money in the system. Too much money in the system. Only 9% of the first bill that they passed, January of 2021, these bloated, we're going to help you bills, stimulus bills. They're not stimulus bills. They're money laundering bills. 9% went to the American people. But yet, Really? Inflation is when you have it in the system. So it's really not in the system. It's in the pockets of the elected and selected elites and the companies and the lobbyists and things like that. And the, cor- and the companies, the corporation, the contractors, the NGOs, the nonprofits. It's not in the people. It's not in- so you want to think about why there's inflation? I've got to tell you, it's not because of those bills. Because it didn't go to the, it didn't go to the, the, the American people. 9% went directly to the American people. 91% went to everything else that I just told you. Yeah. Give me another. Give me another stupid ass excuse as to why there's inflation. It's like gas prices. Oh, because of Putin. Oh, please. Oh, please, 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 people. But anyway, guess what? So uh, no legislators signed that resolution. None of them. They didn't sign it. Why didn't they sign it? Because they either like fraud or they, hmm. oh, I'm going to leave it right there. They like fraud. Because we have a bill on the table now that that is one day voting, paper ballots, you know, the stuff that used to be normal. And why is that not going through with flying colors? Just as fast as that PC bill that went through that took us all out. Why? Why is that? not moving as fast as forward. And you want to reelect this person, these people, all of them? Okay, let that sink in. Let that sink in. And what we're going to do is we're going to be bringing all this information out 
I'm going to, we have a website that we are uh, adding to, and we're going to put all this information on there because that is what you just need to know the fundamentals. Again, it's about the fundamentals. Then you make your own decisions. You want to vote for somebody that supported these, that didn't, didn't support the resolution, that hasn't voted for true fraud prevention uh, uh, bills and measures, and somebody who thought it would be awesome to eliminate your ability to pick your elected representative at a very local grassroots level, which was eliminating the precinct commitment and making it so that they were appointed by the actual committees, which is all establishment elected elites, and instead of being a representative of the number of people that, that were in those positions, they actually were having one from each. So like I have seven in my precinct, they would have one from each. So then it eliminates six of us gone. So six loud people, six patriots gone, they'll put in one establishment, which is someone they select, not elected, because they're actually elected at the ballot box. So they took away your ability to choose who you want to represent you. They did it in a, in a day. Fastest bill ever to go through. What do you think of that? That's what you're dealing with. Okay, so these are things you need to know. Again, that's your foundation. That's your fundamentals. So from there, then you build up. That shows you who they really are. Gave you two perfect examples of who they really are. Nobody signed the resolution, but everybody and their mother thought it was a great idea to get rid of every single precinct committee man in the whole state of Arizona. That's what they think of you. Now, you're going to pick and choose who you want to support from there. But that's how they really feel. So you need to know that. Just like, uh, and I'm bringing it full circle, uh, bringing it full circle. And we're going to put this together in a toolkit, right? This is, gonna, this is part of our Take Action Toolkit. And this is part of the whole Save My Freedom movement. Because you've got to let this sink in. This has got to be the new way that you think. You have to accept people for who they are, what they say, and the actions that they take. It'll change everything. It'll change everything about how you look at everything moving forward. Because they're lying to you. Again, there's no such thing as a gaffe. Gaffe means you got caught. Gaffe means that what came out of your mouth didn't go over very well with the audience, so you're going to have to kind of switch gears. Right? That's a gaffe. Gaffe means you lied. You got caught. Or you spoke your true opinion. And it went over like a lead, a lead, what is it, like a lead sheet, a lead roll, red, <laughs> a lead rock, I don't know. But anyway, that goes back to the fundamentals and the foundation, okay? So I want you to go to everythinghomeaboutus.com, and I want you to click the top tab. That is the Joshua Moment series. There's four in there. There's one video. There's three in the series, part one, part deux, and part shalosh, which is three for Hebrew. Okay, so you're going to click on that. The Save, uh, Save America episode's right below that. And then right below that, you are going to join the newsletter. You're going to join the Save My Freedom movement. And you are going to, uh, you can join us on Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific time, 12 p.m. Eastern time. And if you want to be in, a, in, a, in, a, in an active role in the community, like you're going to actually get uh, your hands a little dirty, a little sweaty, then when you come to that group, you let me, tell me and I'll get you signed up with the other the group that we meet on Tuesdays. The Thursday group's more networking. We're getting to know everybody. The Tuesday group's really designed for people who want to get active in the community, who are really, ready, ready to put some back into it and actually get on the playing field. Okay? 
So we got something for everybody. And I'm waiting for the, the give ahead and the go from Lucy DeGrazio to when we're going to do Patriot Warrior, the Faith Warrior, the Prayer Warrior group. So I'm waiting on that. I'm going to put a pressure on her today to make a decision. You can also text the word ACTION. 91776. 91776, you get on the text alert. But really, if you get on the newsletter, I load that up with information. And then you'll re- always remember that it's a talk radio show is on Mondays at 12 p.m. Pacific time. Fridays at 4 p.m. Pacific time is the brighttown.tv show. It's 357. And I'm wrapping it up because we go hard cold at 4 o'clock. So you're going to go do that. That's how you get everything started. But again, it's about the foundation and the fundamentals. And again, the foundation and the fundamentals that you need to have in order to win the spiritual battle between good and evil is that you need to know what the Joshua moment's all about. Because God wins and you only do if you get on the playing field. Again, I'm going to say, I'm going to read the intro that I did. And I got to wrap it up here real quick. Again, everything home about us.com. It'll change your life. I guarantee you join the Save My Freedom Movement. Listen to the Joshua moment series. It'll change your life guaranteed. It'll change your business, it'll change your life, and it'll change your community. This BLC, Take Action BLC. Um, complaining, sitting on the sidelines, donating to campaigns, being hopeful are not winning strategies. We're at war with the people, and you need to start acting like it. Since it's truly a spiritual battle between good and evil, you first need to accept the fact that bad hombres purposely imploding the fundamentals and structure of our once great nation, our livelihoods, and our freedoms are all being destroyed by the elected and selected elites who hate us and hate America. That is fact. These people are demons and their actions are purely satanic. Never again ask why this is happening. I just told you. They hate you. They hate this country. They're here to destroy it. From a financial standpoint, from a family standpoint, from a structural standpoint, from a faith standpoint, They've already removed God as much as they can. They don't want to put it back in. And now you can move forward with the solution. Pray, plan, take action. You've got to turn to God, determine how much time each day you want to spend fighting for our country and what you're going to do and then get off your arses and make it happen. It's really that easy. This is our time, our Joshua moment to save America and ourselves. Joshua 159, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua 159, I'm telling you, that is it. Everything home about us.com. I'm going to try to play the outros. I totally forgot I needed to do these. So it's a little bit of God bless America. It is time to renew our faith and restore our republic. Once you commit, everything changes. Tune in this Friday, brighteon.tv, 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time, Joshua Moment. We're doing the Joshua Moment series with Lucy DeGrazia and Pastor Greg Young. They're coming to brighteon.tv. It is going to be an amazing, amazing show. I guarantee you it's going to change your life just by watching it. So little God bless the USA and tune in, of course, next Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific time. Another big show and lots coming at you. A lot of content, a lot of information. All right, that's it. They kicked me out. Thought they were going to give me a little extra time. Show is over. Show is over. That's it. Party's over. I did it again. I really got to get this, this show back on track. Damn. All right. Until next time.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.